0: The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University College Football. Tomlin's going to throw the fade to Panky in the left corner of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown! he got one foot down in the left corner of the end zone. Williamson takes it across the 25 to the 20. 15-10-5. Touchdown! Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Dives into the end zone as he's there. Touchdown! Tomlin drops back. He's going to look straight up the middle. He's going to throw the fade up the right side. He's got Roberts again.
1: Complete at the 15-10-5. Touchdown!
0: Today's game is brought to you by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. And in part by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi High Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Mount St. Joseph University football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for today's Lions game. Good afternoon everyone and welcome to Phil Brown Field in Terre Haute, Indiana on the campus of Rose-Hulman University. I'm Dave Mitchell, glad to have you along this afternoon on UltimateSportsTalk.com as we have got college football action for you today as the Lions hit the road for a very important game before their encounter next week on their final home game of the season next week against Hanover. And today they take on Rose-Hulman. The Lions are 6 and 0 coming into this afternoon's contest. 4 and 0 in the Heartland Conference, tied with Hanover for first place in the Heartland Conference. Meanwhile, Rose Holman, they are 4 and 2 overall, 3 and 1, just a game behind the Lions and the Panthers for first place in the Heartland Conference. To say this is a beautiful day for football would be an absolute lie. This is one of the most miserable days you're going to have for football as it is about 40 degrees, rain coming down constantly here. Thank heavens they've got the turf going on here at rose Hallman, or it would really be a mud fest today. Not many people have traveled down here from Cincinnati to take a look at this game. Right now we've got about three or four people across the way in the visitors' stand, so hopefully you just stayed at home and you're listening. Listening here this afternoon on Ultimate Sports Talk. Blaine Watson will be joining us here in just a little bit on our pregame show. But today, the Lions, well, they're coming in off of a win last Saturday over Bluffton at Schuler Field, 38 to 14. Cornell Beecham was electric again as he carried the ball 14 times in the game for 181 yards. Three touchdowns, including a career-long 62-yard touchdown run. He also had eight catches in the game for 79 yards. And for the third week in a row, Beecham eclipsed the 250-yard mark for total offense. Last week he had 22 touches for 260 yards and three touchdowns, averaging nearly 12 yards a touch. Well, to th- this afternoon, he's probably going to have more uh, on the way down here, discussing it with Blake Watson. He could have a total of about 40 touches today because Troy Speakman is probably going to be out of the game. So that means Beecham will be the primary ball handler when it comes to returning kicks and punts today for the Lions. And Noah Abel is going to be sitting out today's game. He's got a broken thumb and he underwent sir will undergo surgery on Tuesday. They expect him to be back next week, but he is definitely out for today. Dustin Loudermilk is going to take his spot at the cornerback position this afternoon. Rose Holman, well, they come in after easily defeating Anderson last week, forty five to nothing. The engineers are now 4-0 on the road, believe it or not, and they're 0-2 here at home. Mount St. Joseph in this series, they lead it 11-6. to And in the Heartland Conference era, the Mount still leads it 7 wins to 6 wins, 4 rows. And in the last 10 meetings, these teams have split 5-5. Five and five. Last week, the Lions had two more Take-Home Player of the Week honors in the Heartland Conference. Spencer Kandra led the Lions with eight total tackles, including five solo efforts. He also added two sacks in the game and a tackle for loss. Kandra currently leads the Heartland in sacks this season with seven. As a team, the Lions allowed only 236 yards in the game, including just 53 rushing yards on 27 attempts. Because of Kandra's great play, senior linebacker Sean Sullivan has been having a career year. And it's not just because of Kandra. It's the entire front four that the Lions have been playing with. Not only David Guck, but Nick Brokering, Noah Hammond, Gavin Brennan, J.J. Courtney, of course, and also Alvin Burke. Well, Alvin Burke may play today. He may not. He's a little banged up, so they're going to try to get through this game without him also. But because of what has been going on up front, Sean Sullivan has just been having an outstanding season. He leads the Lions in tackles with 48 and tackles for loss with 8. And Sullivan gives all the credit to his teammates. Sean, before this afternoon's ball game, your season has been outstanding. You've had an interception return. You've had a lot of tackles leading the team in tackles. Talk a little bit about just what this defense and how much it's improved over the last few years.
2: Uh, it, yes, yeah, it's, it's been really cool to see. I mean, uh, I think we've improved on all phases of the defense, uh, especially in the back end up front. We lost a lot of guys up front uh, this past season, and I think everybody that's playing has uh, stepped up tremendously, so it's, it's been cool to see. I know we've talked a lot on the
0: air about how good the front four has been for the Lions this year. How much better
2: have they been, and how much easier does that make your job? Oh, It it makes my life a lot easier, man. Uh, Not having to worry about getting blocked on a play is uh, why I I feel like I've had a lot of tackles this year, because the guys up front are eating so many blocks up. And then uh, outside the run game and the pass game, they're getting to the quarterback and making uh, even coverage a lot easier than it. It has been. Now, next couple of weeks, you've got a couple of good quarterbacks that are coming up. How do you get ready for these
0: next two ball games?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, we haven't been uh, challenged as much in the passing game uh, defensively this year so far, but these next two weeks, it's going to be really important to kind of lock that aspect of the game up. We're going to have to tighten up our coverages and and know what we're doing, uh, especially against these these guys coming up here. Sean, when you came to the Mount, what things did you feel like you had to improve upon, and have you achieved Mm -hmm. those goals? So, uh, uh, where I came from in high school, I feel like I was, uh, somewhat of a leader. I thought I was a, a pretty good at being a leader, but coming here, we, we have so many different kinds of, of people from so many different backgrounds. And I feel like you have to really learn different people and get to know those different kinds of people to be a, a good leader for everybody. And so the more you're exposed to, the more you can, uh, be a better leader like that. So I, I feel like that's one way I've grown is through leadership and then. I feel like I've gotten a lot better athletically. I'm not the most athletic person on the team at, at all, but uh, I feel like I've grown in that phase of my game also. We talked about the front four, but how about the back four, the secondary? They've really improved this year too. Yeah, yeah. they're the, Like I said, I, I don't have to worry about stuff in front of me or behind me, really. I mean, I think they probably lead the conference in interceptions as a team almost, it, it seems like. And then, I mean, they play good coverage. uh when I know I look out to my left and right, and I look behind me, I know I got guys that can play with me. So,
0: Sean, last thing—I know you said you're studying nursing. How did you get interested in that?
2: So I—I uh, I have two older sisters that are also nurses, and I—I I, I admire them a lot for the work that they do, the, how they help people and take care of people. So I—I I thought I'd uh, go into that profession also. You said you're not going to graduate this year, but next year? Yeah, yeah. I'll have uh, a couple extra classes uh, in the, the fall and the spring just to finish up my major. Good for you. Good luck today. Thank you very much.
0: As we said, Sullivan has not only been outstanding on the football field, but he has been off the football field also. Coming into this year, Sullivan was carrying with him a 4.0 grade point average. And as he said, he's going to go into nursing. He has been outstanding this year. One interception for a return and that was one of the plays that iced the ball game against Franklin four weeks ago. So the leading tackler on the team is Sean Sullivan coming here from Covington, Kentucky, just right across the river. As far as the other side of the coin on the special teams, well, Troy Speakman, who will not play today, probably won't. With this weather, I doubt they're going to put him out there. He's got a hip problem, so I doubt they're going to try to put Speakman out there today. He took home the special teams player of the week last week. He had three returns for 120 yards, including a 69-yard kickoff return for a touchdown when Bluffton was trying to just pooch kick it up the field. It was his first touchdown return for the season. However, Speakman, as we said, he'll be out for the day. If he does play it will only be sparingly and maybe just somewhere in the area of five or six plays here this afternoon, but it will not be on the return team. Rose Holman comes into this one, winners of two straight and four of their last five, and this is the start of three home games in a row for the Fighting Engineers before they end the season in Minnesota. Against St. John's. They're led by senior running back Garrett White. White is up to number four in school history with 31 career rushing touchdowns. He's rushed for 2,381 yards, including three 100 yard performances so far this season. Junior quarterback Andrew Dion stands third in Rose Holman history with 49 career touchdown passes. He's the sixth quarterback in Rose history to pass for 5,000 career yards and he was 17 of 19 through the air last week including increasing his career totals to 390 for 690 for 5,200 passing yards and he's going to throw mainly to the speedster on the outside Noah Thomas who ranks fifth in Rose in history in career pass receptions with 156 and receiving touchdowns with 21. Defensively the engineers are led by Jack Heil. He leads the defense in career sacks with 10, tackles for loss with 16.5, entering this afternoon's ballgame. Last year, these two teams met on September 15th. It was the first Heartland Conference game of the year at Schuler Field, and the Lions came away with a 54-35 win. Both teams combined for over 1,100 yards in total offense in that game. Jaden Tomlin finished 26 of 39 through the air for... 558 yards to lead the Lions offense and Rose gained 518 yards of total offense on the day with Dion completing 22 of 35 for 349 yards and 3 touchdowns Jeff Sokol in his ninth year as head coach of the Engineers, 53 wins against 23 career defeats. He holds the career school record for winning percentage and led the Engineers to their first NCAA Division III playoff appearance in 2016. He also helped the 2015 through 17 Rose-Hulman teams win eight games in three consecutive years for the first time since the 1980s. His efforts have helped Rose-Hulman earn two Heartland Conference Collegiate Athletic Conference Championships in 2013 and 16 and the program's first NCAA Division III football playoff bid in 2016. Meanwhile, Tyler Hopperton in his third year as head coach of the Lions, won conference championship under his belt. That was last year. Looking for another one this year. He's got 20 wins against six defeats. Every game started at 1.30 this afternoon in the Heartland Conference. We'll take a look at the scoreboard and also the Division I college football scoreboard when we come back on the Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers pregame show right after this timeout. At
3: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics, our plastic surgeon-developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative PicoWay laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672.
4: At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Dave Mitchell back here at Phil Brown Field on the campus of Rose Holman Institute of Technology. And we are just about 15 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's game in a rain. Poured afternoon here in Terre Haute, Indiana, and it is going to be raining for probably this entire ball game, and the rain and the wind are coming from right to left across your computer screen when you get a chance to listen to this one. There's a lot of action going on, that's the benefit of having a 4 o'clock kickoff in the afternoon, and out of Division One college football so far this afternoon, Ohio State Pounded Wisconsin in the horseshoe this afternoon, 38 to 7. Wisconsin came in ranked 13th in the country and they go home after a 31 point defeat. Elsewhere this afternoon, Appalachian State ranked 21st in the country. They won 30 to 3 over San Antonio out of Louisiana, then Iowa defeated Northwestern 20 to nothing this afternoon. And also Oklahoma, they're coming back against Kansas State. There's 32 seconds to go in the ball game. And in that game, Kansas State had a big lead, but Oklahoma's coming back. They are on top of it right now, 48 to 41 in the contest with 32 seconds left to go. Elsewhere in games that are going on this afternoon, LSU and Auburn, they're playing. That game just got underway. Texas over TCU and Minnesota is ranked 17th. They are beating Maryland right now, six to nothing in their ball game. Also, another contest: Iowa State is leading Oklahoma State. Or, excuse me, that's a nothing nothing tie with 12-17 to go in the first quarter. And in other games that are going to kick off at 3:30. Penn State will be playing at Michigan State. We'll go over the scoreboard for tonight's game later on this afternoon. In the Hartley Conference last week it was Manchester defeating Franklin thirty to twenty one and a big upset there. Rose Holman, as we told you, won 45 to nothing over Anderson, and the Lions won 38 to 14 over Bluffton. So that means coming into this afternoon's ballgame, Mount St. Joseph is on top of the conference right now with a 4 and 0 record. Hanover is at 3 and 0, but we'll get to the scoreboard here in just a second. Rose Holman 3 and 1, Franklin at 2 and 2, then comes Manchester at 1 and 2, Anderson 1 and 3, Bluffton and Defiance are each at 0-3. But when you look at the scoreboard this afternoon in the Heartland Conference, Bluffton is leading Anderson with eleven thirty-two to go in the ball game, twenty-four to seventeen. Franklin is blanking Defiance twenty-one to nothing with eleven and a half left to go in the ball game. But here's the biggie. Hanover is leading Manchester fifty six to seven with 10.49 left to go in the fourth quarter. is going to come to town next week to face the Lions with Schuler Field. And welcoming in now to our microphones for the pregame show, Blake Watson, the sports information director here at Mount St. Joseph University. I think Hanover's putting an exclamation point on their win this afternoon.
5: Yeah, I mean, they're expected to beat Manchester like that. Um, the, we we're hoping to establish today that the Lions and the Panthers are the two heavyweights in the conference. Um, Rose Holman's going to have a lot to say about that today, though. So it's going to be an exciting football game we to watch today.
0: Yeah, what do you think your keys for this afternoon's game are, Blake?
5: Cornell, Beecham, Cornell, Beecham, and Cornell, Beecham. <laughs> um, you know, we've not had a running game. Michael Williamson had a good year last year, but since Chayton's taken over as the starting quarterback four years ago, um, it's been a pass-happy offense, and we're finally able – to complement that with cornell Beachum. and then obviously with the weather and mike being back i think it's going to be a good game for mike too um he's, he's kind of that grinded out you know three yards in a cloud of dust type back that will be really good on a rainy day like today
0: yeah williamson missed last week's game because of a high ankle sprain but he is back today and actually i think the this weather kind of fits his injury to a tee
5: yes absolutely everything it'll be a little slippery um, he's not going to plant and stick, and it, it should be in good shape. I heard you talking before before I jumped in the air with you about Troy, and I saw him down there pregame. He looked really good in warm-ups. He said if he can go, he's going to go all the way, too. He's going to return. He's going to do everything. So we we're, we're wait and see what happens there.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. The way Hop was talking yesterday, I don't think that's a possibility.
5: I think if it's up to Troy, he's going to play. But Hop's going to have to t- tear him off the field, I think.
0: How much do you think the weather is going to play an influence on this? We came down here talking about, you know, Rose's idea coming into this game was to run but with the cornerback situation the way it is for the Lions you'd think they might want to try to uh, take advantage of that.
5: I, I think it hurts us more than it helps them um, I think that we we have relied again on Chaden and the guys on the outside a lot this year. Um, I mean I think we're number two or number three in the nation and passing and passing efficiency so far um, and these guys are you know they're a big physical football team that is coached well. That um, is gap sound. I think I I I'm really nervous about this game with with the weather. I will say this year Rose Holman put in this beautiful new field turf. It's gorgeous, it's yeah. It's gorgeous, and it's well needed on a day like today. Because if we were still playing on the old grass, it would be, it would be tough. <laughs> Who do you think for the Lions could
0: be the unsung hero of the day?
5: Uh, if if I had to pick a guy, I would probably go with the guy you actually talked to in the pregame, Sean Sullivan. Um, I think in this physical between the tackles football game that I think we're going to have, um, your middle linebacker is extremely important, and Sean being as smart as he is and as physical as he is. Um, it, it, I think this game sets up well for him to have a big day.
0: And, of course, it's going to continue to rain for most of the day. We've got to get used to that.
5: The other guy that I want to bring up, too, is a, a freshman nose tackle, J.J. Courtney. He's not a big guy, but he is a space-eating machine. So I think he's going to help to make it really difficult for Rose to run the football.
0: We'll come back and talk more about this afternoon's wall game between Rose and Mount St. Joseph when we return right after this. Week 7 is on the horizon, and next up is the game of the season. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joseph Lions put first place on the line at Schuler Field against the Hanover Panthers. Coming into this week, both teams were unbeaten and tied for first place in the Heartland. So next week, the title is up for grabs with two weeks left. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Dan Benjamin and me for the final home game of the regular season. Coverage begins with Rewind at 12.30. At 1 is the free game show and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions host Hanover for all the marbles next Saturday from Schuler Field. And you can hear it starting at 12.30
5: on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we can take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside. Ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving!
4: Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love.
0: Dave Mitchell Blake Watson back here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Rose comes into this afternoon's ball game with a record of 4 and 2 overall. They're 3 and 1 in Heartland Conference play, but unusual, they are 0 and 2 here at home and coming in off of a win last week over Anderson 45 to nothing. They're third in the conference in total offense and passing with 8.4 yards per attempt and 13.4 yards per completion. Fourth in rushing at 182 yards per game. And Gavin White is their leading rusher. And, Blake, that's going to be the key, I think, this afternoon for the Lions, how they handle White.
5: I agree. First off, they're 0-2 at home because they played Mountain Union first game and had a down the wire game against Franklin. Um, they came down to a two-point conversion to win it. So that 0-2 is not... A real 0-2. But Garrett White is a heck of a football player. He is tough. He is smart. He is exactly what you expect when you see a Rose Holman football player. He's well coached. He's disciplined. He doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't put the ball on the turf. Um, I mean, he's a two-time academic All-American. So this kid, he's a good football player, and it's going to be a big game for him today.
0: Yeah, when you look at this Rose team, they're a two-point conversion away from being unbeaten and this game really being for all the marbles.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, and we were watching that game after our game that day, and our coaching staff was torn on who to root for. We everybody wants Franklin to lose in our conference; they've just been dominant. But in reality, um, a Rose win would have been better for the Mount that day, um, because Franklin would have been done. They're two losses, and they're not in the title in the title picture. And right now, I guess they ended up losing again to Manchester. But right now, there's three teams in the hunt. Um, and whichever one of these three teams win the next two or three weeks is going to represent the conference in the, in the postseason. It's going to come down to this game in the Hanover game and then the Rose game against Hanover. So
0: Rose is third right now, and they are uh, averaging 22 first downs a game, and they're third in scoring defense in the conference, giving up 24 points a game. Their point differential right now is 8.8. They can move the football, Blake, but they've had a tough time stopping people.
5: Well, and they've... Uh, we have a a good bend but don't break defense too. So, mm-hmm. so we give up some yards. They're going to gain yards on us. Um, the big thing is going to be to try to force, especially in the in the elements, force uh, field goal attempts instead of allowing touchdowns. That could be go a long way in this game.
0: The Lions, their next two weeks are going to define their season today and next weekend at home with Hanover. They've won nine in a row dating back to the last three games of the 2018 season and 13 of their last 14 ball games. And Tyler Hopperton talked about the importance of this game earlier this week. Hot before this afternoon's ball game, the rain. Does it bother you a bit? Doesn't bother me any,
6: you know, uh, inconvenient for coaches, I guess. Um, yes, the offensive staff, they probably have a different response. Um, but you know, you're not guaranteed anything. We don't plan in any inside, you know, uh domes or field houses or anything like that. So you know that this comes apart with it. You'd love, you know, for our every week to be like last week where it's 70 and sunny and you know no wind or anything like that. But um, so it's definitely some of the elements. But that's what makes football fun. You were able to win last week, and Chayton Tomlin didn't have, obviously, one of his best
0: games, but Beecham just continues to impress.
6: Yeah, and I think it was good to see that a little bit, that we were able to, you know, score um, 38 points and still have, um, you know, like, I mean, he threw one touchdown. You know, which is <laughs> yeah. one sixth of what he's been doing the last couple of weeks. So I think it, it's great to see that our offense can still put up some, um, some good numbers and control the clock without him putting up crazy numbers. You know, we talked with Sean a little bit earlier and th- this defense doesn't get as enough, enough publicity, I don't think,
0: because the offense does so many great things, but the defense has been just outstanding this season, Hop.
6: Yeah. and – and they kind of like it that way. We don't have too many people on defense that like too much attention. Now, there's a couple, but for the most part it's <laughs> it's guys that don't like a ton of attention, so I think they like it that way and they don't care. They just want to win and you know, they do their job, come off the field and and wait for their turn again, but they they have been doing a really good job.
0: But you know, Kendra defensive player of the week, you know, you've got Sean Nate Stone, they've all been outstanding this year.
6: Yeah, I think the last 4 weeks in a row we've had the conference player of the week on defense and um just says a lot and it's been I mean Kendra's been twice but it's a lot of people stepping up. You know, it's um, kind of someone different each week that kind of pokes their head out and kind of, you know, has has their standout performance. But, um, yeah, definitely proud of those guys for sure. Okay, now it's
0: Rose. Then you've got Hanover, then Anderson, then Maritime. You've got three of the next four on the road. Does that bother you, concern you a little bit?
6: Um, you know, maybe a little. I mean, it's definitely different than um, – you know, home games, there's definitely some kind of rhythm to that, and obviously, um, you know, the crowd and everything like that, too. Um, but our guys have traveled well so far this season. You know, we had, a, obviously, a good away trip to Franklin and uh, traveled overnight well to Manchester. So, um, you know, I think we have a good mix of guys that just kind of understand that, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a long bus trip or um, anything like that, that you just got to show up and, and do it. So, I'd prefer to be at home 10 games a year, probably, but... um you know, it kind of doesn't matter how we feel about it, I guess. We're going.
0: For Rose, Deanna quarterback, White at running back, Thomas out at the split end position. This offense is one of the better ones you're going to face this year.
6: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and guys with a lot of experience. You know, they all three of those guys you mentioned not only are good players, but have played a ton of football, you know, and have done really well against all the conference opponents. and um you know, Thomas is also a multi-sport athlete. You know, he was first place in six track events last year alone. Um, so, you know, not only is he a good athlete, but he's a good competitor, you know, but that's what makes, makes these games fun, you know, is having guys like that across from you that are battling and, and not just on Saturday, but also all year, you know, you're competing against guys like that.
5: What
0: challenges does Dion bring a quarterback?
6: He's just dynamic. He can run a little bit, but he he just controls their offense really well. You know, they they do um, a lot of you know gimmicky things and different formations and things like that. Um, but he does a good job of just getting it to to his playmakers and making plays himself. What about White?
0: Where, where is he at as far as the running backs are concerned in this conference?
6: Oh, he's, he's as good as it gets. And, um, same thing. He'll even take a couple snaps at Wildcat and runs a little bit himself. And, um, him and Thomas will even switch a little bit and, and White will go out to slot and Thomas will go back to running back. So White's, you know, um, as dynamic of, of an offensive player as we see and just has a knack for running the ball and he'll carry it a ton of times, um, and does a good job of getting hit and getting back up and, and moving the chains. I want to go back to the defense real quick. Because the way that the defensive line has played this year, has that allowed you in the
0: secondary to play more man rather than zone?
6: Yeah, and they've been getting a lot of pressure just by themselves. You know, we've we've had to kind of uh, create the pressure the last couple of years sometimes that we've had to blitz or do some stunts. And, you know, just in our base formation with our base personnel, we've been able to get a good pass rush. But they're also, you know, a good balance, that they're not just taking off off field or anything like that. Uh, but it, it starts up front, and that's both sides of the ball. You know, none of the stuff in the back that everyone can see easy from the stands happens without the guys up front. And the defensive line this year has done a great job of that for us.
0: Well, the next two weeks are going to be fun.
6: I hope so. <laughs> That's why we do it, you does know it, what I mean?
0: Does it turn your hair gray?
6: <laughs> yeah, you tell me. <laughs> Good luck today, Hop. Thank you.
0: Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game, as the captains are out near midfield on a rainy Saturday afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell with Blake Watson. The kickoff is next between Rose and Mount. On ultimatesportstalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers.
3: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize Ink Analytics, our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive Ink Analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin, and Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of Tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, Schedule free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, the Lions will get the football to start this one out this afternoon. Rose Holman won the coin toss, but... They elected to defer to the second half. The Lions will be going into the teeth of the wind here to start this ball game off from left to right across your computer screen, and they will start out at the offense. Of course, Chayton Tomlin at the quarterback position. Sixty-seven percent of his passes this year have been completed for over twenty-one hundred yards, twenty-four touchdowns, three interceptions. His longest course was ninety yards. And he has a quarterback efficiency rating of 178.3. And Cornell Beecham will be behind him in the backfield. He's got a total of 12 touchdowns this year. Starting at the wideouts will be Nick Murphy, Chase Pankey, and Paul Miner. And across that front line, it'll be Jake Kaiser, Devin Harris, Sam Martin... Matt Pfeiffer will get the start at right tackle today. And Andrew Murphy will start at left tackle as Trimble is still out. So Rose Holman will tee it up and kick it off from their own 35-yard line. Glad to have you along this afternoon on a rainy day. And the kick is going to be allowed by Troy Speakman, who is back there to return the kickoffs today. And he let that one go right through the end zone and through the end zone. So the touchback will give it to the Lions first and ten. At their own 20-yard line. For Rose Holman, they will go with a 3-4 defense. Bryce Mitford, Corey Vincent, and Tyler Smith across the front line. Andrew Hess, Jacob Hendrick, Jack Heil, their leading tackler, and Kevin Kling will be at the linebacker positions. Two safeties, Alex Perez and Zach Phillips, who has 32 tackles this year and two interceptions. And Chekosau and Tice Miller will be at the corner positions. Dropping back is Chayton Tomlin. He's going to throw the fade up the right side to Cornell Beecham, and the wind caught hold of that pass and knocked it down, and it fell short of Beecham up the right side. So it will be second down 10 for the Lions from their own 25-yard line on the first incompletion, and right away on the first play of the game, the Lions see just what effect that wind is going to have for them. Receivers out wide on both sides. Beecham lines up to the right of Tomlin. Murphy out to the near side, dropping back Tomlin. Now hands it off to Beecham. Beecham off the left side. He's going to take it across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. That'll gain be a gain of seven for Beecham. And Heil with the tackle, coming down with that. And it brings up third down and three yards to go. Lions in their road white uniforms with blue numerals, gold trim. White helmets, Rose in their gray home uniforms, all gray, with red numerals, white trim, and gray helmets. Third down three from the 20-32. And the handoff goes to Beecham. Beecham around the left-hand side. He's going to be stacked up at the 33-yard line and stopped right there after a yard gain. Did not pick up enough for the first down. And the Lions will send in Max Suchomsky to punt it away into the wind. Dropping back set to return will be Noah Thomas for rose Holman, And he has been outstanding in the return game this year. Thomas on the year averaging just under seven yards return on per kick. So it will be Suchomsky kicking a low-line drive kick that will hit about the 40, take a mount bounce inside the 30-yard line, and it will die right at the 30-yard line. So that will be a 37-yard kick for Suchomsky into the wind, and he did about as well as he could do on that kick. And the Lions will bring their defense out to play against this offense for Rose Holman. Andrew Dion, the quarterback out of San Diego, California, completing 62% of his passes for just under 1,400 yards this year. 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. He works out of the shotgun. He's got white off to the left of him. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now, Dion's going to roll out to the left on a fake handoff, throw the fade up the right-hand side, and it's complete on the play to Thomas. And Thomas is going to skip out of bounds outside the 45 to the 48-yard line. It's going to be an 18-yard completion on the play, and it puts... Rose out to their own 48-yard line on the initial first down of the day. Thomas leads the team in receptions with 45, and now Rose is going to go with the hurry-up offense. Dion handoff right up the middle, and it goes to White. White across midfield in about territory, and he'll be downed at the 47-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play. White has been averaging 4.4 yards a carry this year. He's got 14 touchdowns, two receiving, 14 on the ground. And now the umpire is going to call a timeout, and he's going to come in and talk to the referee. I think we've got a problem with the play clock. And evidently there's a problem with the play clock, so I think they're going to keep the play clock on the field. Unfortunately, we're in an enclosed press box. that can't hear what's going on out on the press out on the field. Unfortunately, because we can't hear what's going on in the field. Fortunate because we're not out there in the middle of this rainstorm. Thirteen oh four left to go in this first quarter. We've got no score. Second down, a long five yards to go. Dion off play action. He's going to throw the ball up the left hand side. He's got Thomas and it is complete over the top of Peyton Williams for the score. They took the win to their advantage and for the first time the Lions are down on the scoreboard this year and Rose Holman has taken an early six to nothing lead on a 47 yard touchdown pass from Andrew Dion to Noah Thomas. For Thomas, that is his eighth touchdown reception of the season. Coming in to attempt the extra point will be Brett Tuttle. He's won a couple of special teams. Player of the Week awards. Tuttle. High snap. Now it's going to be taken down by the holder, and he's going to be dropped right at the 17 yard line by Troy Speakman. So the extra point is no good. 12.52 left to go in this first quarter, and the engineers have jumped out on top of it by a score of 6 to nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
4: At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Nearly 100% of our incoming undergraduate students receive scholarships, grants, or financial aid. And with small class sizes and a 98% undergraduate career placement rate, the Mount leads the way in educational value and student success. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. 12.52
0: 12.52 left to go in this first quarter, and on the benefit of the 47-yard touchdown pass from Andrew Dion to Noah Thomas, it is now a 6 to nothing lead for Rose Holman over the Lions. Dropping back set to return this kickoff will be Cornell Beecham and Troy Speakman. Kicking it off will be Brett Tuttle. Tunneled now 25 of 27, an extra point. Check that, not not missed the extra point. It wasn't because of him, but he came in 24 of 26. Speakman grabs it at his own two, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, and he skips forward across the 20, out to the 24-yard line, and that's where the Lions will start first and 10 from their own 24. It was three and out for the Lions on the first possession. Cornell Beecham with a couple of runs for eight yards. And now the Lions get the ball for the second time here this afternoon. Down on the scoreboard, 7 to nothing. They'll send Chandler Kinhall out wide to the right-hand side. Chase Pankey slot right. Ball right in the center of the field. Paul Miner goes out split to the left-hand side. And Austin Brock is wide left. Now Beecham moves out of the backfield in motion to the near side. Dropping back is Tomlin. Heavy rush, and he's going to be dropped right at the 14, make it the 16-yard line. Boy, that was quick, right through right through the hole, right up the middle came Michael Stevens, a linebacker, sophomore out of Orland Park, Illinois, and he came through like a shot and just dropped Chayton Tomlin for the sack, a loss of about 8 yards on the play, brings up second down, 18 yards to go, Beecham, who had... Moved in motion the last time. I think he'll stay in for protection this time at least. Dropping back is Tomlin on 2nd and 18. Good protection this time. Throws it out in the flat. Complete to Beecham at the 15 to the 20. Spins forward to the 23-yard line, and he's going to battle to get back to the original line of scrimmage. He'll gain 7 of those 8 yards that they lost back, and it brings up 3rd down and 11 from the 23-yard line. Beecham. Just now off to the left-hand side. We said he'd probably get about 40 touches today, but that was when we thought he was going to be running back punts also. But we'll see what happens here. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark. Brock out to the left-hand side. Now moving a motion is Murphy to the far side. Now he returns and comes back to the near side. Dropping back Tomlin on third and 11. He's going to throw it up the left-hand side and some miscommunication between Cooper Earls and Chayton Tomlin. And Tomlin overthrows Cooper Earls. It's incomplete. Brings up fourth and 11. And again, the Lions will be forced to punt. Second punt of the afternoon with 11.20 left to go in this first quarter. Lions already down six to nothing. And Suchansky, who had a 37 yarder his last time, will. Come and punt it away again from the 24-yard line. Gets a high punt that's caught by the wind. Will hit near the 50-yard line. Take a mount bounce inside the 45 and be downed at the 44-yard line. So that is a 32-yard kick by Sichomsky. No return on the play. And Rose will start the football. I guess they're going to say it was touched. They're going to put it at the 45-yard line is where they will finally spot the football. So Rose, in two plays, got, or excuse me, three plays, got a touchdown, their last possession, and now they come back out with White off to the right-hand side of Dion. Two receivers out White on each side, and the handoff goes to White. He's going to take it off left tackle to the midfield, to the 45, to the 40, and he's going to be tripped up and dropped at the 38-yard line. 18-yard run by White, milk with the tackle, and the Lions, Defense right now is looking like they didn't come here ready to play. Ball at the 38-yard line in Mount Saint Joseph territory. Handoff goes to White this time off the right side, and he's going to be stacked up at the 39 and dropped right there by the Lions. Boy, they may played good defense that time. J.J. Courtney, Noah Hammond in on the play also along. So that brings up, after a yard loss, brings up second down, 11 yards to go. Back at the 39-yard line. White to the left of Dion Trips out to the near side. Dropping back and rolling out to the left-hand side is Dion. He's going to throw against his body. Throws it up the right side. Complete to Thomas at the 25-yard line. Struggles forward. He's got the first down to the 23-yard line. 15 yards on that completion. And he's just finding open areas in the zone by the Lions. And, picking up first downs that's the third reception of the afternoon by Thomas so far early in this ball game first and 10 for Rose they already lead it 6 to nothing from their mount 23 yard line dropping back is Dion. he's going to throw it out to the right side and it's going to be incomplete Troy Speakman tried to come in and grab the interception as it was going to Noah Thomas Speakman's picked up that assignment man to man but The ball was just thrown short, and Speakman couldn't dig it off the turf. Second down, 10 yards to go for the Lions, or for the engineers, excuse me, from the 23 of the Lions. And the handoff goes to White off the left-hand side inside the 20. He's going to be dropped at the 18-yard line. That's a gain of five on the play, and the tackle made by Spencer Kandra. Kandra, the leading tackler across that front line for the Lions, but he's not the only one that makes tackles. Into the ball game for the Lions now is Gavin Edmondson, and leaving the contest is Julius Fisher as they come in with a nickel package on third down and five yards to go. Dion handoff goes to White around the right side. He's going to be stacked up and brought down right at about the 18-yard line on the play by the Lions' Noah Hammond. Boy, he came in and grabbed a hold of him, and David Guck also came in to lay a lick on him. Brings up fourth down, no gain, fourth and five, and... They will be going for it. So it will be fourth down, five yards to go. Receivers wide on both sides. Thomas is in the backfield right now. Dropping back is Dion? Dion's going to throw it up the middle into the end zone. He's got a receiver. Complete touchdown. And that is, let's see who that. That is Jake Zimmerman. Zimmerman. Came out from behind off of the slot and got behind the Lions' defensive secondary. The junior receiver from Escondido, California, makes it now 12 to nothing. Rose with 8:41 left to go in this first quarter, and Rose has moved down the field methodically in their first two possessions. Coming in to attempt the extra point will be Brett Tuttle. He's 24 of 26 on the season, as I tried to say earlier. High snap, but they get it down this time, and the kick is up. And the kick by Tuttle is good. 8.41 remaining to go in this first quarter. And the Engineers have jumped out on top 13 nothing over the Lions on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Miniman staffing wants you. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 579-0010. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go that extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen staffing from the rest. Located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway, Minutemen staffing. Call today, 579-0010. Minutemen is an equal opportunity employer. Well, we've got final scores out of the Heartland Conference this afternoon. Bluffton defeated Anderson by a touchdown, 24-17. Franklin blank defiance, 28-0. And Hanover beat up on Manchester, 56-7. And Hanover comes to town next Saturday afternoon for a 1.30 kickoff. 8.41 left to go in this first quarter. And Rose has jumped out on top, 13-0 here this afternoon. Now Jake Zimmerman, who scored that touchdown, he's going to kick it off for Rose, and he gets a high end-over-end kick that Beecham is going to take in at these five, backpedaling back to the three. Now cuts it up the middle to the 10, to the 15, breaks a couple of tackles, and he's going to be brought down outside the 15 to the 18-yard line on the play, and the Lions will be back in deep in their own territory for the third straight possession. So the Lions, who have gone three and out, on their first two possessions, come out to the line of scrimmage. Chase Samples, who has played sparingly over the last couple of weeks, he's in the ball game now out wide to the right-hand side. Beecham is to the left of Tomlin. Moving in motion is Minor from the right to the left, and the handoff goes to Beecham off the left-hand side, and he's going to struggle to get a yard out to the 19-yard line. Boy, Rose's front four is really controlling the offensive line for the Lions right now. Second down, nine yards to go, Heil with the tackle. Paul Miner goes out wide to the left-hand side. The Lions have brought in basically a new set of receivers out there. They've got Cooper Earls, Miner is out. Chase Pankey out to the right-hand side. Beecham to the right of Tomlin, and the snap was fumbled up front, Rose jumped on it but there are flags all over the place and it's going to be a legal procedure against the Lions, evidently the official blew the play dead before they could get it underway and that's going to take it back inside the 15 to the 14 yard line and bring up second down 14 yards to go well the ball's going to be slick and Tomlin with Beecham to the left of him Looks over the defense. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Again, ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin drops back on second and 14. He's going to throw it up the left side. He's got Cooper Earls, and it is almost intercepted. Underthrown on the play, and it was almost intercepted by Tice Miller, freshman out of Bargersville, Indiana. Miller. No interceptions on the air, but he played that one well. Jumped right in front of the pass and almost came down with it. Brings up third down, 14 yards to go. Lions again close to a third straight possession, three and out. Already down 13 nothing, 740 remaining in this first quarter. Beecham to the left, trips out to the near side for the Lions. Cooper Earls out wide to the left for the Lions. Looking at the play clock, play clock's not even running. They've already said that they're keeping it on the field and now there's 10 seconds to go on the play clock as the back judge puts his hand in the air dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle gets hit as he throws it's complete to Panky at the 34-yard line and that's what just what the doctor ordered for the Lions. A completion and a first down for the Lions out to the 34-yard line. 20 yards on the reception for Chase Panky and the Lions have their first first down of the afternoon with seven and a half left to go in the quarter. Big, big completion. Tomlin completed that as he was getting knocked on his derriere. Beecham, out of the pistol now, right behind Tomlin. Receivers split out on both sides. Paul Miner, tight end right with the ball in the center of the field. First and ten. Handoff goes to Beecham, right up the middle. Across the 35, out to the 40. Keeps his legs churning, and he'll be stopped at the 41-yard line for a gain of seven on the play. That completion may have loosened up the Rose defense a little bit as they came out here, fired up and just went for bear against Tomlin in the first two possessions, but Tomlin stood in and completed the pass. Now Elijah bug is into the ball game at the running back position for the Lions as Paul Miner will leave and they'll move Beecham out of the backfield into a receiver position and leave Bug in the backfield. Bug off to the right of Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. him in the slot on the left-hand side. Second down, three yards to go. Tomlin looking over the defense. He'll take the snap, drop back, look over the middle, steps up. There's a flag down, going to be a hold against the Lions. Tomlin is going to be dropped at the 43-yard line. He's going to be close to a first down, but will be about a yard shy. But it was thrown right in the middle of the scrum, but Tomlin took off up the middle, getting out of the pocket. And it will be a hold against the Lions. So instead of third and one, it will bring up second down and about 13 yards to go. Take it from the 42 yard line back to the 31. So it'll be second down, about 13 yards to go with 618 left in this first quarter. Rose on top of it, 13 to nothing. All the games in the Heartland are over. We'll go over some D1 scores coming up here in just a few moments. Tomlin on second down 13. Looks over the defense. Receivers out wide. Throws it out into the flat to Beecham, who's lined up in the backfield again. He's going to cut it at the 35 and be run out of bounds right at the 35-yard line. So that will be a gain of about three on the play and bring up. They'll give him four right at the 35. Brings up third down, nine yards to go. And another big play for the Lions here is they want to keep possession of this football. They're going right into the wind, which is blowing right into their faces. They're going from left to right across your computer screen. Third down, nine yards to go. Tomlin with Beecham off to the right. Receivers out wide again. On both sides, two on each side, ball in the far hash mark. Tomlin takes the snap, drops back. He's going to throw it over the middle, and it's going to be intercepted by Rose. Threw it behind Beecham, and it's picked off on the play by Michael Stevens, and Stevens is going to take it back inside the 30 and be dropped at the 29-yard line. Michael Stevens just jumped right in front of that pass. It was thrown behind Beecham. Beecham couldn't re- Reverses field quick enough to get back and get it, and it was thrown right into the hands of Stevens. That's the fourth interception this year that Tomlin has thrown, and Rose is gonna have it right in Mount Territory at the twenty eight yard line. Boy, they have just come out and smacked the Lions in the mouth early in this first quarter, and they lead at thirteen nothing and looking for more. Handoff goes to White. White right up the middle, and he's gonna be dropped at the twenty six yard line. Gain of a couple for White right up the middle. Looks like Spencer Candra got in on that one. And also Gavin Brennan brings up second down, eight yards to go. Rose will send Ballard and Thomas out wide to the right-hand side. Zimmerman is out to the left. Lining up wing left is going to be Caden Hellyer, the senior from Tip City. He's actually a tight end, but he's lined up at the wing right now. And the handoff, fake handoff to White, throws over the middle. He's got a receiver incomplete. They went to Hellyer, and he was wide open on the play, but it was thrown behind him, and he couldn't bring it in. Dustin Loudermilk came over and hit Hellier, but and eventually separated the ball from him, but Hellyer wasn't able to come down with it and brings up third down and eight yards to go. Boy, Rose is taking advantage of this wind, and the Lions' defensive secondary is looking as porous here this afternoon as we've seen it all year long. Third down eight, dropping back. Dion hands it off to White around the right-hand side. He's going to be hit at the 25, struggle forward, maybe to the 24, to the 23-yard line. It's a gain of about three on the play for White, brings up fourth down five, and with the wind to his back, Tuttle's long field goal of the year he's three for three he's got a long of 31 this one would be about a 33 yarder but about a 40 yarder so they're not going to go for that they're going to go for first down bring up fourth down five and Dion stays on the field with white to his left Dion takes the snap drops back no per- no rush throws it over the middle complete on the play for a first down and being run out of bounds at the 10 yard line is noah thomas Picked up the first down of 13 yards on the completion and a first down. First and goal now for Rose at the 10 of Mount St. Joseph. Just inside the 10, they're going to spot him at about the 9. So it'll be first and 10 for Rose as Dion is really doing what he wants to against this Lions defense. Hands it off to White around the left-hand side and coming up Laudermilk. Can't make the tackle and White. Shedded the tackle from Milk and struggled forward to the seven-yard line a couple of yards on the gain for Gavin white and it'll bring up second down and goal to go For Rose at their own at the Mount, seven-yard line. Now Rose is going to huddle up. They've been going no huddle for the longest time, and now they're going to huddle up on this play with 3:01 remaining to go. And the handoff goes to White around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit right at the line of scrimmage and brought down. Loudermilk in there also, along with Spencer Kandring and, and Noah Hammond. So that will bring up third down. And goal to go. Still the ball at the eight-yard line. White so far in the afternoon. Nine carries, 35 yards here today. And Dion five of seven in the passing department. As they huddle up again, now Dion sends a man in motion. That's Thomas. Now he reverses, goes back to the far side, dropping back Dion. Dion looks out to the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. Lions jumped right in front of the receiver. That was Ballard in the end zone, and jumping in front of the receiver looked like Adam Slusser, and he jumped in front of the receiver, knocked it away, and then Troy Speakman almost intercepted it, but couldn't get to it in time. Fourth down, and coming in to attempt the field goal now will be subtle. This one will be a little closer. They're going to spot it at the 16-yard line, so this will be... A 26-yard attempt with the wind at his back, ball in the near hash mark, high snap. Tuttle kicks it away, and it is good. Two eleven left to go in this first quarter of play. And your score, it's rose Holman. 16, and the Mount-Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process now you can have it removed using the innovative Pico PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. So lining it up to kick it off is Zimmerman, and he kicks it deep to the three-yard line, taken in by Troy Speakman, gets it out to the 15 to the 20, struggles forward out to the 25-yard line where he's tripped up and brought down on the play by Rose Holman's Samuel Hedick. So it'll bring up first and ten for the Lions, down 16 to nothing with exactly two minutes remaining to go in this first quarter of play. We told you Ohio State won this afternoon. They picked up the victory. Don't forget game four of the World Series coming up tonight. That's a two-to-one advantage. Washington over Houston. Oklahoma State leading Iowa State 14-7 to and Auburn over LSU early 3 to nothing. First and ten for the Lions. Hand off to Beecham around the near side. And Beecham is going to be strung down at the 26-yard line. Boy, coming up from his cornerback position and making a nice tackle on the play is Eric Metallo. Makes it second down nine yards to go after a yard gain by Beecham. Beecham has been held in check here this afternoon. Four rushes, 15 yards. And he's got two receptions for 11. And the pitch out goes around the left-hand side to chase Pankey. And Pankey around the far side, he's going to be run out near the out-of-bounds marker. But they're going to keep him inbounds. And he picks up maybe a yard on the play. Out to the 27-yard line and brings up third down and eight yards to go. Nose of the football just touching the 27. Jayton Tomlin with tomlin like stats so far in this game. Three of six for 31 yards and an interception here this afternoon. Third down, eight yards to go. Tomlin with... Beach him off to the left-hand side, dropping back is Tomlin. Heavy rush. He's going to throw it up the field. He's got a man, and it is going to be caught on the play out near the 49-yard line by Chase Panky. Boy, Tomlin got hammered just as he threw the football. Second completion he's made by being hit on the throw, and they're going to spot him at the 48-yard line, but nonetheless, that's a first down for the Lions out near midfield. That ball was hung up, and Panky was so open he had time to stand there and wait for the ball to come back to him, but the wind really knocked it down. First and ten at the 48-yard line, mounting their own territory. Receivers out wide. Tomlin, handoff up the middle to Beecham. Across midfield to the 45-yard line, hanging on to the football as Rose is trying to strip it loose, and he takes it down to the 42 of Rose Holman. That's going to be a first down and an 11-yard gain by Cornell Beacham. Now the Lions... Maybe there was some pep in their step. Beecham with six carries on the afternoon, 27 yards. Chase samples, looks at the play clock and it winds down to zero. And that's the end of the first quarter of play. Lions right now down on the scoreboard, 16 nothing, but they've got the football in Rose territory for the first time. When we come back, it is Rose 16, Mount nothing on ultimatesportstalk.com. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out, in most cases on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Lions moving from right to left. They've got the wind at their backs now on first and ten from the 42 of Rose. Tomlin drops back, steps up into the pocket, now rolls out to the right, tries to throw it over to Beacham, and he overthrew him, and it's incomplete. Boy, Tomlin is running for his life this afternoon as Rose is just selling out the farm to try to get to Chayton and harass him today. Brings up second down and ten yards to go. Tomlin five of nine passing for 53 yards and an INT. Meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, it's Andrew Dion, 5 of 8, passing for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Two TDs and a field goal. That's why we're at 16-0, Rose on top of it. Second down, 10 yards to go, Hand off to Beecham. Cuts it off the right-hand side, breaks the tackle to the 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. He'll be wrapped up and run out of bounds near the 20-yard line at the 23-yard line. 19 yards on the carry for Beecham and a first down for the Lions at the Rose 23-yard line. Boy, the Lions, they've gone with the running game more and more here in this one because of the wind. And right now they've got it first and 10 at the Rose 23-yard line. Beecham lines up behind Tomlin in the pistol. Panky and Samples out wide to the left-hand side. Earls out wide to the right. Handoff goes to Beecham up the middle. There's a hole, but it closed quickly. Tried to break a tackle, but couldn't get around the outstretched arms of Rose for Jack Heil, who came in from his linebacker position for the tackle. Second down, 10 yards to go. They'll give him no gain on the play. Beecham, seven carries this afternoon, 45 yards, but that was his longest, 19. Paul Miner. Lines up tight end left now. Samples and Panky are out wide to the left-hand side. Cooper Earls out wide to the right. Have not seen a lot of Austin Brock here this afternoon. Moving in motion is minor to the right side. Dropping back Tomlin. he Gets protection that time. Throws it into the corner of the end zone of Panky. And it is going to be incomplete. And no flag is thrown on the play, which is amazing because the defensive back was not looking back at the football. And it bounced off of his helmet as Panky was going for the pass. So it was incomplete on the play. Looked like it was Kevin Kling who was back there in the secondary with coverage, but no call was made. Brings up third down 10 yards to go. Samples out wide to the left. Now Nick Murphy's slot left. Panky is out on the left-hand side also. Kinhalt is out on the right-hand side. Beecham to the right of Tomlin. Ball in the far hash mark. Throws out on the left-hand side. Complete to Panky. Panky's going to be wrapped up and dropped at the 25-yard line for a two-yard loss. Murphy just didn't pick up the block, and Panky tried to break the tackle. Couldn't do it. Loss of a yard. It's fourth down, 11. Elijah Bug is coming into the ball game now, leaving is Nick Murphy. And the Lions will go for it on fourth and 11 ball at the 24 no thought about the field goal here ken halt will leave now and now nick murphy comes back into the ball game beecham is out wide to the right hand side bug is going to line up in front of tomlin off to the right wing pankey and samples out to the left dropping back tomlin tomlin's going to throw it into the end zone he's got beecham he goes up for it catches it and he's hit touchdown beecham what a throw by Tomlin, and what a catch by Beecham as he was clobbered in the end zone as he went up and caught the ball. That'll be a 24-yard touchdown pass from Cheyton Tomlin to Cornell Beecham, and the Lions are on the scoreboard with 12.46 to go in the half. It's now 16-6. to Big, big drive by the Lions with their backs to the wind in their backs, and now the Lions are going to go for two. They're down 16-6. to They will go for two to try to cut this lead in half. Bug is to the left. Trips out to the left-hand side for the Lions as they go for the two-point conversion. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin throws it over the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Beecham complete in the back of the end zone for the score. So Beecham, we said he's going to get 40 touches today, and he's getting close to that. 12.46 left to go. The two-point conversion is good, and your score here from Rose Holman. It's the Engineers 16, the Lions 8 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. So the Lions, a big drive for them, and they come through in the clutch, 12.46 to go in this first half. 16-8. 16-8. Rose on top of it. At halftime, we're going to turn it over to Rob Rickenbaum, my buddy from Roger Bacon. He's going to interview Corey Kiner, who scored five touchdowns last night in the Spartans win, and he had eight touchdowns a week ago. And the kickoff is short. It'll be taken in by Rose at the 16-yard line. They bring it to the far side. That is Thomas. Thomas cuts it upfield at the 30, and he'll be run out of bounds near the 40-yard line. Nice return by Thomas. He is a speedster. He is on their track team and he has got several records and on the track squad. So it'll be out of bounds near the 41 yard line is where they'll finally spot it. And it'll bring up first and 10 for Rose as they have the ball in good field position. White so far this afternoon, nine carries, 34 yards. And Dion. Passing 5 of 8 for 112 and two TDs. 16 to 8 the score. Dion hands it off around the left-hand side to Thomas. Thomas on the jet sweep around the 45 to the 50, and he'll be run out of bounds, and a flag is going to be called. And it looks like it's going to be against Rose Holman. Looked like maybe T.J. Ballard blocked Speakman in the back, but, boy, Troy Speakman turned around and just started clapping at him, and that did not make defensive coordinator Thompson very happy. And instead of a long gain for Noah Thomas, they're going to call this one back. And it looked like it was an illegal block in the back, but we'll see what it is as the officials confer. And now they'll come up and alert us to what it is. And it will be a hold called against, and I believe they said it was against Ballard. So the hold will still be a first down, but it will knock it back from... Near midfield, back to the 42-yard line. So it'll bring up first down. One of those strange plays where you get the first down, but the ball is marked off from the spot of the foul. So it brings up first down and nine yards to go. 12-28 and running left to go. Lions look like they have some confusion on the defensive side. And now Dion. Is coming over to talk to the referee about what's going on here, and the official says, "Just get up and let's run the play." And it is going to be first down, nine yards to go from the 42-yard line. They need to get to the 49. For a first down. White to the left. Moving in motion is Thomas. And the fake handoff. Dion drops back. He's going to look in the middle. He's got a receiver. And it is complete on the play at the 23. To the 20. To the 15. Breaks a tackle. To the 10. And inside the 10. To the 8-yard line is Speakman. Brought down. Who is that? Zimmerman. Zimmerman with the catch. And the long run after the catch. Down to the 9-yard line. Wow. 49, they got a 48-yard reception on the play, and Rose Holman knocking at the Lions' door again as they go no huddle, and the handoff is going to go to White right up the middle. He's going to be stacked up at the nine and dropped right there. No gain on the play, and it was a nice tackle by the Lions coming in. David Guck, Guck coming in and wrapping him up and bringing him down. Boy, the Lions need to hold Rose to a field goal here. White to the right as they go no huddle again. Dropping back is Dion. Throws it into the flat, and it is complete to Ballard. And Ballard has got it inside the five, down to the four. I believe that was Ballard who caught that bubble screen, and that's who it was. Ballard to the four-yard line. And 11.05 left to go. Brings up third down and goal from the four-yard line. Under 11 minutes remaining. And we're in the end zone where I'm going to be honest with you folks, I really can't see anything going on. And that's only because of a TV camera right in front of us. So it's got Dion, has got receivers out wide on the right-hand side. That's Thomas and Zimmerman, who's made this possible. Hand off to White right up the middle. White struggles forward. Is he into the end zone? He is for the score. Touchdown! Gavin White makes it twenty-two to eight. Ten thirty-four remaining to go in this first half of action. Boy, Rose has come out and they have done some amazing things on offense. And into that wind, they complete a forty-nine-yard completion, and they lead it now twenty-two to eight. Ten thirty-four remaining. Tuttle, one for one on the extra points here this afternoon, and one high snap. And he will come in to attempt the extra point as the Lions see themselves down for the biggest deficit of the year. And that kick is up and it is good. 1034 left to go in this first half. Rose Hallman holding a 23 to 8 lead over Mount St. Joseph. You're listening to Lions football on ultimatesportstalk.com.
4: At Mount St. Joseph, we are on a mission to provide a robust student experience. With small class sizes, over 22 different NCAA Division III men's and women's athletic teams, an esports team, a vibrant arts and theater program, and dozens of student clubs and campus activities, you'll be sure to find your place at the Mount. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount. Visit our website at msj.edu/slash admissions.
0: Rose with the lead twenty three to eight an ironic stat here each team has run twenty two plays this afternoon, but as far as total yards are concerned, Rose has got two hundred and twenty the lions just to one hundred and thirteen in the ball game and that 's the reason that they are down in the scoreboard twenty three to eight. Lions are going to have to do something with this defense to try to find a way to stop the Rose Holman offense and so far it, they have been unable to do it. Cornell Beecham back set to return along with Troy Speakman. Zimmerman will be kicking it off. He's a left footer with 10.34 remaining to go in the first half. And Zimmerman kicks it off. It's a high end over end kick short. Taken in by Speakman at the 13th. Cuts it to the middle of the field to the 20, 25, and he's going to run into a wall and be dropped right at the 25-yard line. So the Lions will start out first and ten. And now a flag has been thrown into the scrum. Tackle looked like it was made by Zimmerman. But a flag was thrown in at the end of the tackle. And let's see what that's going to be. And been a lot of jawing, especially out on the field. And the Lions now, Rose is pointing towards the Lions that the penalty is against Mount St. Joseph. And the officials talking about it, and as they're marking it down, looks like it's going to be an unsportsmanlike against the Lions, and that will knock them back half the distance to the goal if we ever decide to make a call. Well, they're going to pick up the flag, and the ball was sitting at the 22, and he was stopped at the 25, it's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct against the Lions. And not sure who it's against, but other the specific player. And it'll take it half the distance to the goal inside the 15 to about the 13-yard line. So the Lions will start out first and 10 at their own 13-yard line with the wins to their back. Austin Brock is into the ballgame now for the Lions. And he'll come out wide to the right-hand side. Ken Holt is out to the right-hand side also. Cornell Beecham lines up right behind in the pistol, and he gets the handoff from Tomlin. Cuts it to the 15, now tries to get it to the right side, shakes the tackler, cuts it up the middle, and he's going to get it out to the 19-yard line. Gain of about nine, well, make it about eight yards on the carry. And it'll bring up second down, and they'll say it's going to be a long three yards to go. Ball just shy of the 19-yard line. So about six on the carry for Beecham. Earls comes out wide to the left. Brock slot left now. Lions in the no huddle, of course, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's gonna throw the fade to Earls up the left side. He goes up, can't catch it. Can't bring it down, knocking the ball away as Kevin Kling again. Boy, the Rose Corners are going man to man against the Lions receivers, and they're doing a fantastic job of it right now. And that's why they've got the lead 23 to 8. They have well scouted. This Lions offense. Paul Miner back into the ballgame now. Cornell Beecham will line up with Tomlin in the backfield. Lions looking over to Caleb Correll for the offensive play. Receivers out wide. Now Beecham is going to line up to the right of Tomlin out of the shotgun. Dropping back on third and five is Tomlin. Tomlin, good protection, throws over the middle, complete to Beecham. He's got the first down at the 25, gets hit at the 30, spins forward to the 32, maybe the 33-yard line before he's bent over backwards and dropped right there. That'll be about a 10-yard completion on the play to Cornell Beecham and another first down for the Lions out to the 33-yard line. Beecham so far here this afternoon has Touched the football 13 times here in this first half. First and 10 for the Lions. Ball at the 33. Slow snap from center. Hand off to Beecham up the middle. Gets it across the 35, out to the 37-yard line. That's a gain of five yards on the carry. Offensive line has not done a bad job here this afternoon of run blocking. But it's the Pass blocking. And the blitzes that Rose has thrown at the Lions that they've had a difficult time with. Now Beecham is out of the ball game. He checks out. And Elijah Bug is back in. Of course, Michael Williamson, doubtful to play today because of that ankle injury. They're using Bug a little bit more. Trips out to the near side. Ball in the far hash mark on second and six. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin, good protection this time. Throws the fade up the right-hand side. He's got Brock and it's knocked away and incomplete. Check that. That was Panky. Excuse me. Panky got the pass knocked away, and Tyce Miller with some good protection in the backfield, knocking that pass away. Brings up third down, six yards to go again for the Lions, and Beecham is checked back into the ball game. He's going to go out to the slot right. Brock is out there with him. Coming to the near side is Chase Samples. Panky is lined up slot left. Miner's out of the ball game. Bug to the right of Tomlin. Dropping back. Tomlin on third and six. Throws the ball up the left-hand side. He's got Brock right there, and it is incomplete. Under through Brock, and Brock had a step, but couldn't come up with the pass. And now it's fourth down, six yards to go, and Sachomsky will come in to punt the football away. Lions, boy, just cannot get anything going. They either go deep or go short. 8.27 left to go in this first half. Suchomsky gets a high nice spiral away from the 37-yard line taken in by Thomas at the 23. Cuts it upfield to the 40 and he'll be pushed out of bounds at about the 43-yard line and boy we've got some skirmishes going on all over the field and Tell you what, Tyler Hopperton is not a happy camper right now. He's about five yards out onto the field screaming at the referee. It was right in front of him where the skirmish was happening, and no flag was thrown on that, and it was, had Hop upset. So it'll be ball at the 43-yard line, and that's where Rose is taking it over after the punt with 8.16 remaining to go in this first half. Halftime, an interview with Rob Rickenball with Corey Kiner from Roger Bacon High School. Dropping back, Dion hands it off up the middle to White. White's going to be stacked up by Julius Fisher and pushed back. No gain on the play, stopped right at the 43. David Guck in with Fisher to put the exclamation point on that tackle. Brings up second down, and a long 10 yards to go. Again, the no huddle now. Four rows as they want to get right back up on the ball, and now they'll... Relax and look over to the sideline for the play call. White's gonna move over to the left hand side of Dion now. Receivers out wide on both sides. Second down, ten yards to go from their own forty-three. Dion looking things over. Handoff, fake handoff. Dion throws it out into the right flat and it is complete at the midfield stripe. And the pass is complete to Bryce Dobbs, the tight end from Queen Creek, Arizona. Brings up eight on the play. And it's now third down, two yards to go. Julius Fisher stays in the ball game. Adam Slusser comes back in. David Guck will leave from that defensive line. Third down, two. In Mount territory. Ball at the 49. Dropping back is Dion. Throws it out in the right flat, and it is complete to Thomas. He's taken down by Slusser, but he's going to have the first down after a gain of three at the 46. Boy, that was a nice tackle by Slusser. And he made the tackle... Kept Thomas from picking up any more yardage, but it's still a first down for Rose at the Mount 46-yard line. Receivers out wide on the outside. And the tight end, Bryce Dobbs, lines up at the wing formation. Handoff goes to White. White right up the middle inside the 45, and he'll be dropped at the 41-yard line. Five-yard gain on the play. And again, the Lions defense back on their heels. Into the contest now for the Lions. Along that line is Nick Brokering and leaving is Alvin Burke. So it's second down, five yards to go from the 41-yard line. Rose in Mount Territory, dropping back. Dion throws it over the middle. He's got a receiver, and it is incomplete. Zimmerman tried to sell it to the official that he caught the ball, but it bounced just in front of him, went right into his arms incomplete on a, a sliding catch attempt. And it brings up third down, five yards to go. Dobbs will move to the right side now from the tight end position. Zimmerman out wide to the right. Thomas lot left. And they line up right on the ball. And then they look over to the coaches to get the play call. Third down, five yards to go from the 41 amount. Dropping back Dion. Dion is going to be hit as he throws complete over the middle. They've got a first down. That's a catch to Noah Thomas. He's inside the 30 and down to the 28-yard line. 13 yards on the reception. Boy Thomas, six catches this afternoon for over 100 yards in the ball game and we've only played half of this for second quarter of play. 6:01 remaining. 23 to 8. End of the contest now is Adam Sturgeon. Sturgeon checks in. He's going to go out wide to the left-hand side. And, again, Rose on the run. Riley Roberts goes out wide to the left-hand side. Also, White to the right of Dion. And the handoff goes to White around the left-hand side. Breaks a tackle by Slusser and then is tripped up at about the 25-yard line. They'll spot him at the 24. Julius Fisher coming over and grabbing him by the shoestrings to make the tackle. And... So it'll be, looked like Sean Sullivan, quick snap, and they throw it out in the flat, and the pass is complete. Fumble on the play, on the hit, and now the official calls it incomplete. Oh, wow. They say you've got to make a football move. Well, he took a jab step, and then he was hit immediately, dropped the football. The Lions recovered, but the side judge said it was incomplete. Wow. Third down, and six yards to go. Rose ran a quick play. And now they'll go with an empty backfield. Dion on third and six from the 24. Dion looking things over. Trips out to the near side. Drops back. He's going to run it right up the middle. He's got an open territory to the 15-10-5 touchdown. He didn't get touched until he went into the end zone, and that is when the Lions tripped him up. 5-16 remaining to go in the first half, and the engineers have opened up. A 21-point lead. It's now 29 to eight. And Dion just taking it upon himself out of the empty backfield and spotted the open middle, ran it in the end zone for the score. Subtle yes. now will come in to attempt the extra point after the 24-yard touchdown scamper. Low snap, but Subtle gets it up and it is no good. Wide left, 5:16 left to go in this first half, and your score. Now, Rose Hallman 29, Mount St. Joseph 8 on com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Rose Holman has done basically exactly what they've wanted to do here this afternoon offensively as they have accumulated 277 yards in total offense. Almost nine yards average gained per play compared to the Lions 137. 516 left to go in this first half. It is 29 to 8. Rose on top of it by 21 here this afternoon and the Lions have not looked like themselves. They have not figured out this puzzle that the engineers have put together. Beecham and Speakman are back set to return. Low line drive kick that's going to be taken in by Beecham at the 12 yard line on the near side. Cuts it to the 15, now to the far side to the 20. To the 25 and he's going to be wrapped up and brought down at the 26 yard line. Looked like he had some room but then it was cut off immediately on the play when it looked like he had room by Connor Schulte. So the Lions will start this drive in their own territory again at the 26. And it is imperative that they get something on the board here heading in at halftime. They've got all three timeouts remaining down by 21. Beecham in the backfield with Tomlin. Receivers out wide on both sides. Handoff goes to Beecham. Around the left-hand side puts his head down to the 28 to the 29-yard line. It'll be a gain of three. And bring up second down, seven yards to go. Lions just have not been able to figure out not only how to stop this Rose offense, but how to move against it. Tomlin has been under pressure all afternoon. Two receivers out wide to the far side, ball in the near highest mark, him off to the left, dropping back Tomlin, throws it over the middle, complete to Paul Miner at the 34-yard line. That's a four-yard completion, and it brings up third down and two yards to go for a Lion first down at their own 34. First time we've called Paul Miner's number here this afternoon as far as catching a pass. Beecham has touched the football 16 times here this afternoon, including kickoff returns. Third down, two yards to go, out of the pistol. Beecham right behind Tomlin. And the handoff is going to go to Beecham. Beecham around the right side. He's going to cut it to the 35. Across the 35, he's got the first down out to the 38-yard line. That's a four-yard carry for Cor- Cornell Beecham, and it will be a first down for the Lions at their own 38-yard line. Now Michael Williamson is going to come into the ball game for the first time. Paul Miner will check out. Cooper Earls comes out wide to the left. Nick Murphy slot left. And lining up to the right of Tomlin is Williamson. Dropping back is Tomlin. Now good protection. Throws it into the flat. Complete to Williamson at the 40. And, boy, you could tell that ankle was bothering him as he kind of struggled to get up to the 44-yard line That's a gain of about seven on the play. Make it six is what they'll give him as he's out of bounds at the 44. And he'll bring up second down, four yards to go. 3:25 and running left to go in this first half. Lions down on the scoreboard 29-8. to Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Ball in the far hash mark with trips out to the near side. Tomlin, handoff to Williamson off the right side. Across the 45, out to the 46. That's a gain of two. And it will be third down two yards to go again for the Lions. Boy, if you can go in third and two, third and three all the time, Lions would be in good shape. And the Lions across that offensive line. Jake Kaiser struggling to get up deep in the backfield. And now he's going to struggle to get up to his left guard position. Third down two from the 46. Does. Lions up to the line of scrimmage. Dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side. And he overthrew badly. Chase Pankey incomplete. And Tomlin got knocked down again. Incomplete. Fourth and two. And what will the Lions do with 2.40 left to go in this first half? And they are going to go ahead and punt the football away with the wind to their back. Max Suchomsky will come in to punt it away. Two forty left to go in this first half. Twenty nine to eight. And Suchomsky will punt it away to Thomas, who's back at about his own twenty. Good snap. And Suchomsky gets a nice punt away that Thomas will take in at his 15. Fumbled the football! Ball is loose in the backfield, and it'll be recovered finally by Rose Hallman. Rose got it back inside their own 10 at the 8-yard line. Wow. Went right through the hands of Thomas as he was hit, and it was recovered by Tristan Foyze. Foise jumped on the football back at their own nine-yard line. 2.31 left to go in the first half. Lions are down 29-8. to And into the ballgame now for the Lions is Brandon Green. Brandon Green is into the contest at the left corner position. First time we've seen him out there today. Lions with Peyton Williams over the top at the free safety spot. Lions showing blitz. Dropping back is Dion Hands it off to White up the middle. He'll take it out to the 10, maybe the 11-yard line where he is dropped by Sean Sullivan, our pregame guest. And now they're going to say Jonathan Finn with the tackle. So Finn picked up the tackle. Matter of fact, Sean Sullivan is out of the ball game right now. Finn is in at that position. And also into the ball game at the linebacker spot is Nate Stone. Dropping back is Dion. Hands it off to White now around the left-hand side. He'll be tripped up and brought down at the 20. Boy, they're giving him a kind spot. He was dropped down at about the 15. They're going to give him up to the 17. Bring up third down, two yards to go. May see the Lions take a timeout here if they could stop Rose on this. And Rose is going to bring in three new players on offense. White is going to line up to the left of Dion on third and two. Minute 35 left to go in running, and now the Lions are going to have to take a timeout. So Mount will take a timeout with a minute 36 left to go in this first half. We will also your score. Rose Hellman 29, Mount 8 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed using the innovative PicoWay laser technology from Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. They're on the leading edge of tattoo removal. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky, schedule a free consultation today by calling 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. 1.36 One thirty six remaining to go in the first half of action. The Lions use their first time out here in this first half of play. And I think if you if they stop Rose on this third down, two yards to go, you'll see the Lions use their second timeout. But they just had to use that one as far as keeping things in order. Third down, two yards to go. They just didn't have enough players on the field. Dion with White off to the left. Moves a man in motion. Near the line of scrimmage. Handoff goes to White. White's going to be hit, and he's going to struggle forward. He's close to a first down. Keeps his legs churning. I'm not sure he got it. They're going to spot him at the 18-yard line. He's going to be shy by about a yard. And now what will the Lions do? Let's see what they decide to do as the clock gets down to 118. And now Rose is going to hustle up to the line of scrimmage, and they're going to try to go for it here, or at least draw the Lions offside. Fourth down, Lions. Boy, there's a scrum at the line of scrimmage. This looks like a rugby play rather than a football play. Dion under the center looking at the players. and Let's see what he decides to do. Looks like he's just going to run the play clock down as far as he can. The back judge has not put his hand up in the air yet as the play clock is not down. And, boy, this is a long time. <laughs> clock is down. To 30. Now his hand goes up in the air. And now Rose will use a timeout. Boy, oh, boy. I've seen minutes to go faster than that. 30 seconds did. 40 seconds. And now the clock is right at 40. And Rose takes the timeout. And they will punt the football away, I believe. As they were just trying to draw the Lions offside. Boy, boy oh, boy. That just took on a running play. The clock is supposed to start. At 40 seconds on a running play. And unfortunately, I'm not sure that's what happened. So let's see what's going to happen here if Rose is going to decide to kick the football away. They are up on the scoreboard 29-8. to Of course, Hanover's already won this afternoon. They won easily this afternoon. Fourth down a yard to go on this. And coming in to punt the football away for Rose will be Jonathan Sutterer. Sutterer, long of 45 this year, averaging almost 31 yards a kick. Dropping back to about midfield is Speakman, and Beecham is going to drop back to about the 40 of rows in case this is a short kick. So Sutterer, good snap. He's going to get the punt away. It is a punt that will be taken in by Speakman at the 46. Cuts to the right, to midfield. And he's going to be strung up and down right at the midfield stripe. And a flag has been thrown from deep in the backfield. And thrown right at the feet of one of the rose Holman players. But that doesn't mean it's against them. And let's see. 29 seconds left to go. They're going to spot the ball at the 49 yard line in Rose territory. Lions have got two timeouts remaining with 29 seconds left in the wind of their back as the officials sit back and confer about this. And as we said, the ball at the 49 yard line. Next week will be on the air at 1.30 with the kickoff. Hanover comes to town and Tyler Hopperton out wanting to know what the basis of the penalty is. And now they'll come over and talk with Rose's head football coach, Jeff Sokol, in his ninth year. And both coaches, I'm not sure if they either coach knows what's going on here after conferring with the officials. And now they'll come out. It's going to be a personal foul against Rose. That'll be declined. So it's got to be another personal foul against Rose. Illegal block in the back called against Rose. And now Jeff Sokol says, wait a minute, it's got to be against, it has to be against Mount if it's an illegal block in the back. Yep. So why was the personal foul declined? What's the personal foul? The what, how in the world can you decline? a? Per- that should have been offsetting. Well, okay. <laughs> They're going to say they called them both against Mount, but he specifically said it was against Rose on the personal foul. I don't know what's going on here, folks. 41-yard line is where Mounts got it in their own territory, though. They were the only ones penalized on that call. And then Tomlin is going to be hit and dropped back at the 31-yard line. And the Lions just need to go into the locker room and reconvene. That's going to be a 10-yard loss on the third sack of the afternoon against Chayton Tomlin. And the Lions are just going to let the clock. Well, now Rose is going to take a timeout. Rose will use a timeout with 13 seconds to go. Boy, that is just... As confusing as you can get, they signaled personal foul against Rose, declined, but then a block in the back signaled against Rose, but they marked it off against the Lions. I can understand them getting misdirections, but nonetheless, the block, and the, now there was nobody calling a timeout. The official puts the ball down. Now he's going to start the clock after nobody called a timeout when everybody thought that they did. And now the Lions will just let the clock roll down and get into halftime. Let's just do that, and let's see. Everybody needs to reconvene here, except for Rose. The Lions have to get inside and find out how they can move the football, and the officials need to get inside and find out how to call this game. 29-8 <laughs> to 8 your score. Rose, boy, they have been outstanding. White, 16 carries, 56 yards, a touchdown. Andrew Dion, one carry, 24. But Dion, 10 of 15 passing, 180 yards, and two touchdowns on the afternoon, and the Lions really need to figure out how to stop this rose Holman offense. As we head into halftime, your score here from Terre Haute. It's now Rose 29, Mount 8. You're listening to Mount St. Joseph football on ultimatesportstalk.com.
3: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics. Our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team. Reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin, in Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of Tattoo removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results, which means if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink Guarantee.
0: Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers works with integrity. Using the innovative Pico Way laser technology, Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers is on the leading edge. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Schedule a free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Minutemen staffing wants you. Currently, Minutemen has more positions than workers. Are you in need of work? Maybe a change in direction? Were you laid off and need money to tide you over? Minutemen can help you out. In most cases, on a temporary to permanent work assignment. Many companies have realized the advantages of hiring all their workers through Minutemen staffing. If you have warehouse, forklift, welding, general labor, or any other kind of industry experience, give Minutemen a call at 513-579-0010 or stop in at 6600 Dixie Highway in Fairfield to fill out an application. We'll put you to work within 24 hours. We go the extra mile to make sure your new position will be the right one. That's what separates Minutemen Staffing from the rest. With more than 35 years' experience in the area, Minutemen Staffing can turn your life around. We're proud that we're helping put Cincinnati back to work. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today at 579-0010. Minutemen Staffing is an equal opportunity employer. Welcome back to halftime of this afternoon's ball game in Terre Haute, Indiana, between the rose Holman Fighting Engineers and your Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. Well, in high school football a week ago, what a night for Roger Bacon High School's junior running back, Corey Kiner. He carried the ball 15 times against CHCA for 323 yards and seven touchdowns, but that wasn't all. He also returned a kickoff, For 78 yards for a touchdown, the 323 yards on the ground broke his record of 303. The 400 all-purpose yards are single-game records for Roger Bacon High School. He also broke the all-purpose career yardage mark. And on top of that, he was the first player in recent history to memory of everyone that ever scored in the Cincinnati area eight touchdowns in one ball game. My good friend Rob Rickenbaugh, who's one of the publicity men at Roger Bacon High School, sat down with Corey and talked to him not only about his life with football, but his life off the field also.
1: So I am here with uh, Corey Kiner, ESPN 300 running back. Uh, had an unbelievable night here with Roger Bacon last weekend. So, Corey, the first thing I want to ask you is uh, I've known you since you were a little kid. And you were somebody that everybody always thought was going to do great things when he got to Roger Bacon. And now that you were doing those, uh, doing things that nobody in the school has ever done, how
7: does that feel? Uh, It feels great. Uh, It feels great to do all these things with my friends and my family and just see all the hard work that we've been putting in pay off. You
1: always defer to your teammates, which is one of the things I love about you, your offensive line and, and the guys who uh free up some of those lanes but a lot of what you did last week against chca was just a kid who was more talented than everybody else kind of having his way uh was there a, any part of that crossed your mind that basically said uh i can do whatever i want on this football field tonight
7: um yes sir um i just i've been putting in a lot of work on my own also without my team and like i just i had in my head the whole game i just got to dominate total domination so I just had to impose my will on everybody. I'd say you did that. Your first half stat line, seven carries, <laughs> two
1: hundred and twenty one yards and four touchdowns. Is there ever a part during a game like that at the
7: half where you where it you just realize you're in control of the whole thing? Um yes, sir. I realize I'm in control, but like I just after I come out after halftime it's a whole new game. So we start off zero zero. That's how I think of it.
1: Uh Roger Bacon has had some great running backs, uh, Mel Anthony, Rose Bowl M V P his brother Tyrone. Uh, played college football. Everyone knows Walt Reckers. Uh, what does it feel like that, you know, with still a season left
7: to be number one in the history of uh, a, almost a 100-year-old school? It feels great because the, the guys' records that I beat aren't there. They're great. They're great running backs, great people. So it just feels great to be put in the same category as those guys.
1: Uh, and eight touchdowns. Uh, not very many people in the history of the state of Ohio have ever done that. Uh, ninth most points all time in the history of ohio um does there a part where you you think about that that where you fit into the history of football in this in this state or is it something you just put aside for the the goals of the team
7: um I just put that aside um right now it doesn't really matter to me, but later on in life I probably look back at it and think how uh, good it was but right now i'm just my job on the team is to lead and Play running back and score touchdowns. So that's all I'm trying to do is just lead my team right now.
1: Uh, so it's that mindset, I think, which is why you're one of the most coveted running backs in the country for the collegiate level. This is, uh, and you're not going to Mount St. Joe <laughs> as we know, but, um, for those fans who are college football fans who are thinking about where you might be leaning or what you're looking for in a school, what are the things that are most important to you uh, as you sort through the colleges that are chasing you?
7: Um, academics, number one, because I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to play football for the rest of my life, so the degree I get is gonna matter because I'm gonna have to feed my family. I'm gonna have to love my job one day, so um, that that matters the most. And then just like the team atmosphere, the coaching staff, everything like that. And then um, like the living atmosphere. I'm gonna have to live there. I'm gonna have, that's gonna be my home for four to five years. So I just that that I'll take that all into kind of. Living.
1: Uh, it looks like most of the schools that really have a chance are those that are within driving distance of Cincinnati. So your family can get there, your friends, your Roger Bacon family. Yes, uh, of those schools you've looked at, uh you know, Michigan, Notre Dame, University of Cincinnati, Purdue, which I know you had a great time at. Yes, uh, what are some of the things that have stood out to you about those programs
7: uh, as you've gone through those visits? Um, the academics really um, always pay attention to that. And then like the coaching staff. Um, I look for my, my, my father and my position coach my running back coach so I just I see my dad and a lot of those coaches and they push me they would push me like my father pushed me and they would treat me like their own kids so I just see that uh,
1: so you're at a small Catholic high school here in Cincinnati uh, locked enrollment not easy to get into uh, really interesting schools as far as the contrast between those so Do you look at something like that if you're looking at a Notre Dame versus a Michigan versus the University of Cincinnati? Do those things factor, or are you really just focused on uh, basic academics and, you know, getting along with the coaching staff and a
7: living environment? Um, At first, they didn't factor, but now I'm looking at things like that, like how Roger Bacon is a small school. And you won't really find too many small colleges at the D1 level, but, like, there are some schools that have that small school feeling. Like, um, I went to Purdue a couple weeks ago and they, they kind of had that feeling just in the area that I was in and I just noticed things like that.
1: Do you think anything about like TV coverage and those things, you know, some of those teams are on TV every single weekend and every single game and, you know, your family or, or your grandma who maybe can't get to one of those kids watch or, I mean, what kind of things? Cause I don't know if we've ever had a player know, in the last 40 years that has been at your stature, if ever, um. And that's not something that you know Mel Anthony had to deal with was
7: you know TV coverage and um, those things factor or it's just it's interesting I I never really thought of that until now yeah um, but I I probably would think about that but it really TV or not um, it really won't factor into my decision because the schools that I I would choose are probably close enough for my parents and my grandparents and my friends and family to be able to travel. And if they can't make it to that game, they probably won't be mad. They, they won't be mad about missing at least one game.
1: Yeah. So one thing, you know, selfishly I'll ask is uh, Notre Dame plays Navy every year. One of your good friends and former teammates is at the Naval Academy. Yes, sir. Uh, do you ever think or have you thought or can I put the thought what it would be like to, to know that you could maybe face him four or five times, probably four would be the max, going forward uh, on an annual basis, including
7: in Ireland maybe. Yes, sir. Uh, I always think about that. Um I, that was that's been one of the thoughts that I've been having for a while now, um, because how often would do you get to play against one of your best friends in college football? So almost never. Yeah, almost never. So that that's something I think about a lot, especially if you have two schools that are so academically
1: focused. Yes, sir. Uh, with such a long history. Yes, sir. Uh, it would uh, be pretty cool. Yes, sir. I,
7: I always I definitely always think about that. Uh, More importantly, what what kind of things do you think you might want to study when you get to wherever wherever school is lucky enough to get you? Um, Something in the medical field. I want to be a nutritionist, actually, so uh, somewhere in that field. And I like graphic designing and all that kind of stuff, so I don't know exactly what I want to study, but those are just some things that I'm really interested in. Uh, You have one of the best strength and conditioning coaches anywhere. Yes, sir. Uh, Tell me about the impact he's had as far as cleaning up maybe some of your workouts and your nutrition. Um, Yes, sir. I've always been like really strong, really fast, but like that isn't everything that has to do with football. So Gosali has got me mentally stronger, um, thinking faster, uh, taking care of my body. Um, um, The supplements that I put in my body, the food, what I drink. So I'm not eating junk food every day. I eat it every now and then, but like junk food is out of my diet. Um, Just things like that. And then like, Taking time out of your day to just think and just slow everything down so you could focus better, things like that. Yeah, I saw in an article this week that you said you felt like you had fresher legs right now because of some of the stuff you did with you in the preseason. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, um, in the preseason, I wasn't throwing up a whole bunch of weight on the racks and squatting and everything. Like I was, I was at a nice weight uh, squatting enough, and then we did like breathing recess and things like that. Um, so. So, um, that, those type things, those just made me better in the long run. So,
1: well, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, and good luck the rest of the season uh, and for your senior year. And we'll look forward to seeing you in the playoffs this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Our thanks to Rob
0: Rickenbaugh for bringing you that interview with junior running back from Roger Bacon High School, Corey Kiner. We're at halftime of this afternoon's ball game in Indiana. In the Rain, where Rose Holman and the Mount St. Joseph Lions are playing. Blake Watson and I will be back with more from halftime right after these timeouts.
8: It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
4: At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Well, this is the only game going on in the Heartland Conference now. This is Dave Mitchell back here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At halftime, 29-8, to 8, the rose Engineers on top of the Mount St. Joseph Lions here this afternoon. And as I said, this is the only Heartland Conference game going on this afternoon. Bluffton defeated Anderson earlier 24 to 17. It was Franklin blanking defiance 28 to nothing and Hanover destroyed Manchester. Manchester was coming in off of that win over Franklin last week, but they suddenly came down to earth with a thud 56 to 7. Hanover defeating Manchester this afternoon. This one right now 29 to 8. Rose on top of the mount. Now in Division 1 college football this afternoon, a lot of games going on. Of course, Ohio State defeated Wisconsin earlier this afternoon, 38 to 7. And big, big upset this afternoon where Kansas State shocked 5th ranked Oklahoma in their contest this afternoon. That was a big win by Kansas State to win that ball game by a final score of 48 to 41. A game's going on right now. Number nine Auburn is beating second ranked LSU 10 to 7. Just a minute left to go in the first half in that game. Now it's 10 to 10. An update on that ball game. 10 10 with a half a minute to go in the first half. Auburn and LSU tied up. Oklahoma State beating Iowa State 21 13. 17 13 Texas over TCU at the half. Penn State beating up on Michigan State 21 to nothing. Minnesota doing the same thing to Maryland with 14 minutes to go in the third quarter 28 to 3. And as we told you, Wisconsin lost this afternoon to Ohio State and Kansas State defeating Oklahoma. Iowa also beat Northwestern 20 to nothing in Later on tonight, Arkansas will be playing at number one Alabama on ESPN. Clemson will host Boston College, Arizona State at UCLA. And at 7.30 tonight, Notre Dame, eighth ranked in the country, playing 19th ranked Michigan. That game will be at 7.30 tonight on ABC here this evening. We'll take a look at the stat story for this afternoon's ball game here from Terre Haute. We'll do that when we come back right after this timeout.
7: As the executive producer of the documentary film, The Sea Word*, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary.
8: To be breakthrough is to be brave.
7: Many small breakthroughs can lead, inevitably, to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You, the patients taking part in clinical trials. You, the scientists doing next-level research to beat cancer. You, the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, medical trials, and especially prevention.
0: Stand up, cancer. Week 7 is on the horizon, and next up is the game of the season. Next Saturday, the Mount St. Joseph Lions put first place on the line at Schuler Field against the Hanover Panthers. Coming into this week, both teams were unbeaten and tied for first place in the Heartland. So next week, the title is up for grabs with two weeks left. This is Dave Mitchell. Join Dan Benjamin and me for the final home game of the regular season. Coverage begins with Rewind at 12.30. At 1 is the free game show and the kickoff at 1.30. The Lions host Hanover for all the marbles next Saturday from Schuler Field. And you can hear it starting at 12.30 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell back here at Rose Holman Institute of Technology 239 before we get into the second half of action. And the Lions are just now coming out of the locker room. They probably got a very, very stern talking tube from head coach Tyler Hopperton heading into the second half of this action. Rose is going to get the opening kickoff, remember that, here in the second half. So far in the ball game, Andrew Dion's done just about what he wants to do, both through the air and on the ground. He's 10 of 15 passing, 189 yards and two touchdowns, and he's got one touchdown run of 24 yards here this afternoon. So, he personally has been responsible for three touchdowns in the ball game. Garrett White, 16 carries for 56 yards, a three and a half yards per carry average. As long as 18, he's also got a touchdown catch, and in receiving, well. Noah Thomas has got six catches this afternoon for 111 yards, as long of 47 for a touchdown. And Jake Zimmerman, two catches this afternoon for 65 yards in the ballgame. Chayton Tomlin, not exactly his most stellar performance, especially in the first half. 10 of 20 passing so far in the ballgame for Tomlin. 100 yards with a touchdown and an interception. Chayton Tomlin has carried the ball. Well, he's been sacked twice in the ball game so far. Cornell Beacham, 12 carries in the afternoon, 63 yards so far in the ball game. And if you look at Beecham in the receiving category, he's got four catches for 49 yards. So he's got 16 touches, both offensively on carrying the ball and receiving the ball. And he has also returned two kickoffs here today. So he has touched the football. 18 times in the first half, and we expected that. And he is also, along with Chase Pankey, the Lions' leading receiver. Boy, Rose has done a great job of shutting down the avenues for Tomlin to throw to today. He has completed passes to only four people when he normally completes passes of somewhere in the area of around 7, 8, or 9. He's even gone as high as 12 in a ball game 12 different receivers. But today, he's only thrown the ball and had the catches from four different receivers Michael Williamson, Panky, Miner, and Beecham in the ball game. Lions as we said they were late coming out of the locker room and they will be kicking this football off to start the second half of play and it is imperative and this is just me but it's imperative for this team to start off on the right foot here early in the second half to pick up some Momentum. Ryan Murray is going to kick the football away for the Lions and back set to return for Rose Holman to start this second half of action will be Noah Thomas and Shane Welshans. Welshans out of Robards, Kentucky, a sophomore, 5'10, 185 yards. But they want to get the ball into the hands of Thomas, so Murray will probably keep it away from him. Lions going from left to right to start the third quarter. High, short kickoff The Thomas is going to catch in at the 20-yard line to the 25. Cuts to the right side to the 30, out to the 35-yard line, and he'll be dropped down at the 38-yard line. Good return by Noah Thomas, and that's where Rose Holman is going to set up shop right at the beginning of the second half of play. Now they're going to spot him at the 39. So we've just begun the second half. 29 to eight rose with the football to start the second half and a 21 point lead as we said Dion boy what a first half he had along with Garrett white white 16 of carries for 56 yards Dion 189 yards passing and he's going to hand it off. Well, now Dion's going to keep it himself on the run option. He's going to run it across the 45 and slip and fall down at about the 48-yard line. That's a gain of nine, and he would have had the first down and a lot more had he not slipped and fell. So the run pass option by Dion created a nine-yard gain, brings up second down and a yard to go for Rose in their own territory. Dion with White off to the left-hand side of him. And he's going to hand it off to White right up the middle. And White's got the first down to midfield. Gain of a couple on the play for Gavin White. 14-21 and Rose in two plays. Has a first down. White out of Williamsfield, Illinois. Came into this ball game averaging just under 100 yards a game. 98.8. Boy, he has been all that he was advertised for. And White's going to... Get a fake handoff. Dion's going to throw the ball up the middle. He's got a receiver. That's Thomas, and he overthrew him. Boy, Thomas beat Peyton Williams over the middle, and Dion threw a laser, but right over the head of Thomas for the incompletion. Second down and ten yards to go, and the Lions caught a break there. And Rose, they're getting up to the line of scrimmage quickly. They're going to bring Thomas out of the ball game, give him a breather. And into the contest is Adam Sturgeon taking his place. He's slot left. Zimmerman out wide to the right-hand side. Ballard comes out wide to the left with White off to the right. And the handoff goes to White. White off left tackle. He'll take it down to the 47-yard line. That's a gain of a couple on second down. And it brings up third down, eight yards to go for the engineers. Checking into the ball game, Noah Hammond for the Lions. And leaving the contest is David Guck. And Fisher is into the ball game also for the Lions. Adam Slusher is in at the weak outside linebacker position. Third down, eight yards to go. Dropping back is Dion on play action. He's going to throw the ball over the middle. He's got a receiver. It's intercepted. Intercepted on the play by, by, let's see who that is for the Lions. That's going to be Peyton Lugers. Lugers picks up the interception, and he returns it out to the 39-yard line. Big, big play for the Lions as they come up with the interception. That's the second one of the year for Lugers on the play. And the Lions have the football turning rows away. First and ten at their own 39-yard line. Beecham is into the ball game now. Boy, a big play by Peyton Lugers. Let's see if the Lions can capitalize on that turnover. Tomlin, the quarterback, 10 of 20 in the first half in the ballgame for 100 yards. And the handoff goes to Beecham. And Beecham is going to be hit. Now spins it out to the left-hand side, across the 40, out to the 45-yard line. Well, you talk about yards after hit. Beecham picked up six yards after being hit initially. And he's got it out to the 45-yard line, second down four yards to go for the Lions. Now Paul Miner leaves, and Austin Brock is into the contest. Murphy and Cooper Earls are out wide to the right. Panky and Brock out to the left-hand side. Lining up to the right of Tomlin is Beecham on second down, four yards to go. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the left. He's going to throw it over the middle. He's got a receiver, and it was complete and then dropped by Panky as coming over the top on the play. One of the DBs for Rose to knock that pass away, and it looks like Panky is going to be slow getting up. And he is up, and now the official blew the play dead, so Panky will have to leave the ballgame. And Panky, boy, he may have been hit in the head. And he's kind of woozy as he walks off to the sideline. So coming into the ball game, back in is Austin Brock. Cornell Beecham is going to go out wide to the left as Michael Williamson has checked into the lineup now for the Lions. And he'll line up at the tailback position. 12-40. On third down, four yards to go for the Lions from their own 45. Tomlin looking things over. Rose showing blitz, and here they come. Tomlin is going to roll out to the right. He's going to be tripped and dropped at the 37-yard line, third sack of the afternoon. And that one's a big one, a loss of eight yards on the play, and it brings up fourth down, and the Lions will have to punt. Boy, the Lions they just cannot stop this rush from Rose Holman coming in and getting to Tomlin. 12:15 remaining, and... Suchomsky will punt the football away into a brisk wind low snap Suchomsky had to pick it up off the turf and then he's gonna rugby style It's gonna hang up in the air as he was heavily rushing it's gonna go out of bounds and that thing's gonna be lucky if it goes five yards Boy, oh boy He had to catch it off the ground and then ran out to the left-hand side and then tried to rugby style and it is gonna be at the forty make it the thirty eight yard line is where they're gonna spot it. So basically it's a punt of nothing. And that's where the gonna be a one yard punt officially for Suchomsky. But he did just about as best as he could do because the snap was just low and he had to catch it right off the turf, short hop it, and ended up punting it straight up in the air and the wind caught it and chased it back. So it'll be first and ten. Four rows in the Lions territory at the 38. And the fake handoff, Dion is going to throw it out to the right side. It's intercepted by Speakman. Speakman's got it at the 30, to the 40, and he's going to be run out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Boy, what a change of events there as Speakman just jumped in front and intercepted the football. 11.53 to go, and the Lions have got it back. They've picked off two passes by Dion early in this third quarter, and now they've really got to capitalize on this one. Ball at their own 42-yard line. Tomlin comes back out, looks things over. Kinhalt comes out wide to the right along with Murphy. Wide left is Cooper Earls. Paul Miner lines up tight end left. No panky. Handoff goes to Beecham. Beecham's going to be hit behind the line and dropped at the 40. Loss of about two on the play. And it will be second down and 12 yards to go. Tackle coming in. Michael Stevens to stand up Beecham. Ran him down for a two-yard loss. Brings second down, 12. Paul Miner, tight end left. They're lining him up on this drive at the usual tight end position. Tomlin, all in the far hash mark. Drops back, throws it out to Beecham. Ball knocked down right at the line of scrimmage by outside linebacker Tyler Smith. Boy, the Lions' offensive line just is not doing anything right now. They are a sieve. Rose is just coming with everything that they've got, and the Lions just don't have enough players out there to pick them up. Third down, 12 yards to go. Beecham now is going to move out to the right-hand side. Michael Williamson comes into the backfield. Third down, 12 yards to go from their own 40. Tomlin. Looking things over. Now Rose drops back. They're just coming with a four-man rush. Smith spins away from Tomlin. Tomlin runs out to the right. Throws it out to Beecham. He's completed midfield. He's going to be close to a first down, but he's going to be shy by about two yards. Ten yards on the completion to Beecham right at the midfield stripe. And the Lions, Chayton Tomlin says, let's go for it. Down by 21 with 11 minutes and seven seconds left to go. They are going to go for it. Fourth and two, right at midfield. They need to get to the 48-yard line of Rose. Cooper Earls is in the ball game. He comes out wide to the right. Ken Holt. check out, Earls wide left. Kenhalt, wide right. Ball right at midfield. Beecham to the right of Tomlin. Hand off to Beecham. Beecham right up the middle. Spins. He's going to be close where the officials have got it spotted. He's got the first down because it's right in front of us. He is close to the first down, and let's see. If it touches, it's got the first down. They definitely, and then they're going to give him the first down. So Beecham picks up two, and it is a first down for the Lions. Boy, that was interesting, to say the least, because he just barely got back to the 48. Two-yard gain, first and ten. Lions throw it over the middle, complete to Kinhall. Kinhall at the 45, spins to the 40. That's a gain of eight on the completion. I think the Lions need to do a little bit more of that, some crossing patterns right over the middle because Rose is giving them that. They're really putting a lot of pressure on the outside receivers, but the middle in front of those linebackers seems to have been open for most of the game. Second down, two. Ball at the 40 of Rose. Hand off to Beecham around the left-hand side. Cuts it inside the 40, down inside the 35. He's got the first down at the 34-yard line. A gain of four for Beecham again. And it is a first down for the Lions. Coming in and making the tackle, Andrew Hess. 9.50 and running. Lions down by 21 here in the third quarter. Murphy line lines up slot right. Off the line of scrimmage. Ken hauled up on the line of scrimmage on the right-hand side. Panky's back into the ballgame out on the left-hand side. Hand off to Beecham. Right up the middle. Finds a hole off left tackle to the 30. Puts his head down, and he's going to be dropped at the 28. So on first down, he picks up six. Brings up second down, and four yards to go for a lion first down. Good to see Panky back into the ball game. The way he walked off the field, shaking his head. Looked like they may have to check him for a concussion, but he's back into the ball game. He goes out wide to the left-hand side. Miner lines up on the left-hand side at the usual tight end position. Two receivers out to the near side. Brock, check out, that's Murphy on the slot. Beach him to the left of Tomlin on second and four from the 28. Dropping back Tomlin. Throws it over the middle. He's got Panky, and it's incomplete. Just barely threw it out of the outstretched hands. I believe that was Panky, and it was. 8.55 left to go. We're down at this end zone where it's hard to see anything. 8:55 remaining. Third down, four yards to go. And Kinhalt comes out of the ball game. Cooper Earls is back into the contest. He comes out wide to the right. Murphy slot right. Miner, tight end left. Moving in motion is Panky dropping back. Tomlin throws it out to the left hand side. Beecham has got the catch. He's got it at the 26 yard line. He's going to be a couple of yards shy of the first down. Now they're going to mark him at the 27. It's going to be fourth down and call it about three yards to go for a first down, and the Lions are going to have to go for it, and they will. Fourth down, three. They need to get to the 24-yard line of Rose. Ball at the 27. So it's three yards to go. Beecham lines up to the left of Tomlin. Panky out to the left-hand side. Earls and Murphy to the right. Ball in the far hash mark. 817 left to go on. Fourth down, three yards to go. Tomlin. Showing blitz, looks over the middle. He's got a receiver, and it's incomplete. Miner just went and went into a motion and sat down right over the middle, and it looked like Tomlin thought he was going to cut to the left hand side, and he didn't. So it's incomplete. Lions turn it over on downs. 8.09 to go in this third quarter. Your score Rose Holman, 29, and Mount St. Joseph, 8.
4: At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Well, while you were away, Garrett White ran it off right guard. Picked up five yards on the carry on first and ten. Brings up second down. Well, they're gonna give him six. Out to the 33 yard line. Brings up second down four. Man in motion on the jet sweep. And caught all the way in the backfield by Adam Slusser is Noah Thomas. Boy, he lost. Let's see, they're gonna look, he's gonna say he lost six yards back to the original line of scrimmage, the 27. Big, big play by Adam. And it'll bring up third down, 10 yards to go. Dobbs is back into the ballgame at tight end. Going out wide to the right is Ballard. Dropping back, Dion. Dion looks over the middle, now cuts it out to the left-hand side. Complete to Ballard at the 33, and he's going to be stacked up and brought down. After a five-yard gain, it'll bring up fourth and five. Troy Speakman and Julius Fisher out there to make the tackle along with Peyton Williams. And again, there's that man, Mama. And that is Adam Slusher. Slusher has been outstanding this afternoon. The freshman playing the game of his life right now. And Rose is going to bring in the punting unit and kick it away. Sutter, this will only be the second time that he has punted the football away. Six and a half remaining to go in this third quarter. And the Lions have had two opportunities. And now what's going on? Dropping back to return the football was Peyton Williams. And looked like he just dropped to the ground and he's got a cramp. So they're working on Williams so that'll move Beecham back to return this punt. As they get Speakman right back up. And he'll come off to the sideline. So Beecham will go back to return this punt. 29-8 to your score. Rose on top of it, six twenty-seven, And you can tell Hanover at home listening in on this one, hoping that this score stays the same. They've got Rose coming up the last game of the year and the Lions next week. So Sutter will punt the football away from his 32-yard line. Taking his time and letting the play clock go down. And now he'll get the punt, the snap, gets a good punt. The beach backpedals back to his own 25. Sidesteps a tackler. Cuts it back up to the 30. Struggles away, breaks a tackle. Now almost broke another one, but he's brought down at the 34-yard line. 5.54 remaining to go in this third quarter. Your score, rose Holman 29, Mount 8 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati has been helping companies large and small meet their production challenges for over 35 years. What makes Minutemen Staffing different? The people. Minutemen Staffing has learned never to take a customer for granted. We feel a sense of honor and humility giving you an opportunity to work. Learn what sets us apart from the other staffing agencies. Minutemen Staffing, located in Fairfield at 6600 Dixie Highway. Minutemen Staffing, call today, 579-0010. Cornell Beecham taking it right behind the right guard, and he gains a yard on the play from the, 29 or the 34 out to the 35-yard line. So it's second down, nine yards to go. Brock and samples are out wide to the right hand side Paul Miner lines up tight end left, Beecham to the left of Tomlin, now moving in motion to samples to the line, dropping back Tomlin steps up into the pocket, throws over the middle complete to Paul Miner at the 41 yard line that's a gain of 7 on the play and it will bring up 3rd down and about 2 yards to go for a lion first down ball right at the 41, that's what the lions were trying to do on that 4th down play a few minutes ago but Looked like Miner sat down in the play like he did there, and Tomlin expected him to continue through the route. Third down, and about three yards to go for a lion first down. Beecham to the left of Tomlin. Big play here in the game. Rose showing blitz. Here they come. Hand off to Beecham around the right-hand side. He's got the first down, 45, 50. Breaks into the clear to the 45, to the 40, and he's going to be dragged down from behind at the 35-yard line. That's a nice play, 26 yards on the run by Beecham, down to the 34-yard line of Rose. And it's first down for the Lions at Rose territory. Now they'll spot it at the 35. And that wind continues to gust right into the faces of the Lions as they're going from left to right. Tomlin with Beecham off to the right-hand side. Miner moves in motion to the near side. And now again, here we go with the snap. And everybody moved here, and then Rose jumped on the ball as the ball was evidently just missnapped. Did that in the first half, and it resulted in the same thing, a five-yard penalty back to the 40-yard line. So it's first and 15 for the Lions. Not what they needed in this position. Four minutes in running, left to go in this third quarter. Fake handoff, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin's going to be hit behind the line, gets away from a tackler. Now he's going to have to run for his life, and he'll run out of bounds at the 42-yard line. And that's going to be a loss of three as they'll mark him at the 43. Fourth sack of the afternoon. Lions have been penalized. Five times here today for 43 yards. Second down and about 18 yards to go. Tomlin looking things over. 335 and running in the game. In the third quarter, excuse me. Dropping back Tomlin. Lions down by 21. Throw over the middle. Complete to Panky on the crossing pattern. He's got it at the 40. And he'll be struggling forward. Gets it to about the 39-yard line. That's only going to be a gain of about five on the play. And that'll make it third down and about 14 yards to go. The Lions have had more success here today throwing the little crossing patterns over the middle. But they have not gone with it very much. Panky goes out wide to the left on third and 14. Ball at the 39-yard line of Rose. They need to get to the 25. Tomlin looks over to the sideline for the play call. 2.45 and running, left to go in the third quarter. Beecham's out wide to the right now. Michael Williamson has checked into the ball game at running back. And he's to the right of Tomlin. Chayton takes the snap, rolls out to the right, flag down. There's going to be a hold call. Pass is complete to Beecham at the 30, but it's not going to matter. The Lions are going to get flagged for holding. They have not, the offensive line has just not, been there today. They have had all sorts of problems. First time this year. They seem to be coming together all season long. And then today, Rose has just thrown everything at them, but the kitchen sink. And they have just had all sorts of problems. So the 10-yard holding penalty will mark it back from the 39-yard line back to near midfield. So it'll be third down 24. So this is two-down territory for the Lions. You know that's what's going to happen. 2:31 remaining in the third. Receivers out wide on both sides. Williamson in the backfield with Tomlin to his left. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks upfield. He's going to throw the ball deep up the right-hand side. He's got a receiver, and it's going to be knocked away incomplete. Ball was underthrown because of the wind. He tried to go to Cooper Earls, and he couldn't get it to him. And it was knocked down on the play. It looked like Justin, uh, check that, Tristan Foise. And the Lions are going to have to punt the football away. I thought they'd go for it on fourth down, but they're going to just go ahead and punt it away and try to pin Rose Holman back deep in their own territory. Suchomsky, high snap this time. Gets it down, though. Kicks it into the wind, and it's going to hit at the 25. Take a mount bounce inside the 20 to the 10, and it'll be down at the 13-yard line. It's going to be a 36-yard punt. Check out It's going to be inside the 10 and about that end zone that we were having a tough time seeing down here, folks. I apologize, but they're going to put him down inside the 7. That's going to be a 42-yard punt for Suchomsky. left to go in the third quarter. And that's where Rose is going to take over. First and ten from their own seven-yard line. Lions need another defensive stop. Dion with White to his left. And fake handoff. Now it goes to White. White across the ten, and he's going to be brought down at about the 14-yard line. Nice tackle by Brandon Green. Green, the freshman out of Louisville, Kentucky. One of the few times he's seen the action today, but he's been forced into action because of Noah Abel being out this week. He'll be back next week. Abel. Excuse me, Dion in the backfield on second down and two yards to go. And Dion with White off to his right-hand side. Looks over to him, and now he'll take the snap. Hand off to White right up the middle. White's going to be stacked up at the line, and he'll struggle to get forward right back to the line of scrimmage for no gain. Looks like Julius Fisher was in there for the tackle, also along with Peyton Lugers. And the ball resting right at the 15-yard line, third down and about two. Boy, that's about as kind of spot as you can get. So it's third down, two yards to go. White to the right of Dion. Under a minute left in this third quarter, a 21-point Rose lead. Lions showing some blitzing activity, but now the linesman will come in and I think you're gonna have a flag thrown, at least I think there yes, there is a flag thrown. And it's going to be illegal procedure called against Rose. So instead of third and two, it'll bring up third and seven. And the Lions bring Noah Hammond back into the ball game and Guck will leave. Lions showing that cover, too, and also in a linebacker position, John Finn. So it's a false start, third down, and seven yards to go. Rose, again the clock running. We're at 40 seconds left to go in this third quarter. Dion drops back. Looks over the middle he 's going to spin out to his left there 's a flag thrown, and there 's going to be a hold and Dion 's going to be thrown out of bounds at about the eighteen yard line. Dion actually spun back into the end zone let 's see where the they're going to, they threw the flags at about the three yard line and let 's see it 's going to be a hold against Rose. And it went out to the 18-yard line, which would be close to a first down. So the Lions are going to be forced to accept this penalty, and it'll take it half the distance to the goal, back to the five. So it'll bring up third down, 12 yards to go with 32 seconds remaining. You know, Bill Belichick found a loophole in the rule book on Monday night. And Rose, even though they're going backwards, they're killing the clock. Handoff goes to White. White takes it up to the 5-yard line. Now to the 10. And he keeps his legs moving out to the 15. And he's going to be close to a first down. And they're going to say he's out to the 18-yard line. And he's out there. He got the first down. Nobody brought him down. Unbelievable. All the way out to the 18-yard line. And he got the first down. Wow. What a nice play by White and the rest of the team, and that's going to end this third quarter of play, and that's been the way this has been all afternoon. Excellent effort by Rose Hallman. They lead it 29-8 to over Mount St. Joseph as we head into the fourth here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, Garrett White with an excellent run, and he's got the football again going from left to right across your computer screen. Picked up 18 yards and a first down. And on that play, he takes it out from the 18-yard line and gets it out to about the 20-yard line for a gain of two, second and eight. Lions down by 21, and that play by White may have just stuck the heart of the Lions. Dion with White off to the right. He's going to get the handoff around the left hand side. He's going to be stacked up by Finn, who's out there. And also Spencer Kandra picked up maybe a couple of yards, brings up third down and about six. And again, there's a lot of, a lot of extracurricular activity going on here. And the officials are going to ask, Brandon Green to leave the field because he had his helmet jerked off the top of his head and He has to leave but the person who jerked the helmet off of his head gets to stay It's an excellent play if you can get away with it, and they did So it brings up third down and six for Rose. Nothing was called And it will be Third down call it a long five yard short six from the 23, dropping back Dion rolling out to his right. He looks over the middle. Now he's going to throw it up field, and he's got a receiver. Complete at to 38, and he's run out of bounds. That's Thomas, and he's got the first down. Thirteen fifty-four left to go. And Rose continuing to move. 29-8, to dropping back Dion throws it on into the left flat, and it's complete up to the 39-yard line. For a gain of about a yard on the play. Looked like that may have been Thomas also. Spencer Candra making the tackle on Thomas. They tried to throw a little bubble screen over the middle. Second down, nine yards to go. And Dion, who came over near the sideline to pick up the play call. Now he's back out towards the line of scrimmage. and running, left to go. Deion hands it off to White. White up midfield, right up the middle, across the 40. Gets it out to the 45-yard line. And that'll bring up five yards and bring up third down and about three yards to go. And Rose just content trying to run this clock as much as they can. Rain has pretty much subsided. Hardly anything coming down right now. 12:45 12:45 again and running, 29 to eight. Dro- dropping back, Dion. Going to throw the ball up the field and it's going to be intercepted by Speakman at the 40. His second interception of the day and boy, he had to go right up high and pick that one off. 12:37 left to go. In the ball game, Lions have the ball back at their own 40 Your score, Rose 29 and the Mount 8. Decided a tattoo you had done isn't for you anymore, but you don't want to go through the long, tedious, and sometimes painful removal process? Now you can have it removed with integrity and zero judgment at Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers.
3: At Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, we utilize ink analytics. Our plastic surgeon developed diagnostics our exclusive ink analytics system lets us measure your tattoo against more than 60,000 treatments completed by our team reviewing over 40 unique factors about your skin and Tattoo, Ink Analytics is able to predict the number of treatments you'll need to remove your ink, taking the guesswork out of Tattoo Removal. Because we're so confident in ink analytics, we guarantee our results. Which means, if your ink is gone before eight treatments, we will prorate and give you money back. And if your ink is not gone in eight treatments, we'll continue to treat you at no cost for up to a year. That's the Invisible Ink
0: Guarantee. Located in Greater Cincinnati at 119 Fairfield Avenue in Bellevue, Kentucky. Scheduled A free consultation today by calling them at 866-219-0672. Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers. Well, while you were away, Cornell Beecham ran it off right tackle for a couple of yards to take it out to the 42, and then Tomlin dropped back for a pass, and he was hit as he threw the ball away, and they're going to call roughing the passer against Rose Holman. So that's going to give the Lions a first down in... Engineer territory inside the 45 to the 43 yard line. 11.59 and running left to go in this ball game. Well, the clock now has stopped at 11.59. Tomlin moves minor in motion, dropping back. Tomlin looks to the right, looks to the left. Now he's going to have to throw it away. And I'll tell you one thing, he was not outside the tackle box, but they're going to let him get away with it. He did, and he threw it shy of the line of scrimmage also. But the officials, I think, are going to let him get away with it. Second down, 10 yards to go. So, Lions will have it second down, 10 from the 43-yard line of Rose. Beecham in the backfield. Lines up in the pistol, now moves to the left of Tomlin. Balls... Snap to Tomlin, steps up in the pocket, throws it over the middle, and it's going to be intercepted by Rose at the 30-yard line to the 40 and out to the 43-yard line. And that is an interception by Zach Phillips. Phillips taking it away, and boy, oh boy, that is his third interception of the year. And the Lions just are unable to do anything against this Rose defense. 11-43, 11:43 left to go in the ballgame. 29-8, Lions down by 21. They have not been able to do anything offensively, and they have not been able to stop Rose defensively. And Hanover comes to town next week. Still a chance for the conference title. If the Lions can beat Hanover next week, then it all comes down to the final week of the regular season. Dropping back, Dion hands off to White. White up to the 45-yard line, maybe the 46, and he'll be dropped right there. And that's a gain of about two on the play. Only the clouds are starting to break up here. We expected rain throughout this entire ball game, but it stopped about the middle of the second quarter, and the only thing that has affected this game has been the wind and the defensive line of Rose Holman. 11-10 remaining to go, and Rose, they're huddling up and taking as much time off the clock as they possibly can. Play clocks have not been working here today. Dropping back Deion handoff to White up the middle again. White is up to midfield, and he'll be dropped after about a four-yard gain on the play. So White, four yards on the carry, brings up third down, three yards to go. White, 26 carries, 96 yards on the afternoon. He's almost at his average. You can bet he's probably going to get 100 here today because they're just going to continue to feed him. Ten and a half remaining. And Rose again. They're just running one play, and that's the dive, the belly dive right from White into the middle of the line. And here they go again. White, same play. First down, 45 inside the 45, and dropped at the 41-yard line. And again, there's more going on, and now a flag has been. Is that a flag, or is that just something off the sideline? I guess it isn't a flag. Looked like, yeah, must have been leaves. Boy, there's a lot of stuff going on away from tackles. That has not been called here today. Thomas is out of the ball game now. Dion again on first and ten from the Lions 41-yard line. Zimmerman comes out wide to the right-hand side as they hustle up to the line of scrimmage. Still plenty of time on the play clock. Now it's under ten. And the handoff goes to White. White inside the 40, and it's down to the 37-yard line. That's a gain of four on the play, brings up second and six. This Lions defense has been on the field way too long today. When you look at the time of possession, third quarter wasn't so bad. But Rose, well, they're saying that the time of possession belongs to the Lions, 28 minutes to 19, but, boy, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a disparity. Rose has had the football a lot, even though they've turned it over a few times here in the third quarter and into this fourth quarter. Second down, six yards to go from the 37, and the handoff up the middle to White again. He's over 100 yards now to 35, down to the 35-yard line. It's a gain of a couple, and it's third down, four yards to go. White, he's going to reach 30 carries. Also, he will definitely be the Heartland Offensive Player of the Week next week. Third down, four yards to go from the 35. Rose has really done the job here today. They have ran the football well. They have passed the football well. Third down, four yards to go from the 35-yard line of the mountain. Dion. Hand off to White again. White off right tackle. He's going to be hit behind the line by Alvin Burke and Nate Stone. Sean Sullivan came up and put the finishing touches on the tackle back at the 36-yard line. And it will bring up fourth down. Is it third down? I mean, It's fourth down, right. Fourth down at the 36. After a loss of a yard, brings up fourth and five. So... Sutter will come in to punt the football away. Sutter inside the 20 this year has had three punts be downed inside the 20. Speakman back at about his own 10, and he's punting into the wind. Good snap. Sutter just tries to pooch it out of bounds, and it's going to hit inside the 5 and bounce into the end zone for the touchback. 7.14 left to go. Is there a miracle left? Rose Holman leads it 29-8 to over the Mount on UltimateSportsTalk.com.
4: At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions.
0: Lions have the football first and ten at their own 20-yard line. Dropping back Tomlin. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit at the 15 and dropped at the 15. Another sack on the afternoon for Rose Holman. Seven minutes to go. A loss of four on the play. It'll bring up second and 14. They have rushed the passer well. They have covered the receivers well. Rose has thoroughly done the job here today. Tomlin on second and 14 from his own 16-yard line. Tomlin, handoff to Beecham. Beecham around the right-hand side. Stutter steps. He's going to be hit at the 16 and maybe struggle forward to about the 19-yard line. They'll give him a gain of about three. And it brings up third down and 11. And that's where the Lions have been all day long, third down and long. And you just can't do it against this type of a ball club. And the injuries really are no excuse because Noah Abel would not have been that big of a difference maker in this ball game. And Troy Speakman has worked through his injury here today. Dropping back Tomlin on third and eleven. Looks over to the right side. He's got a receiver. That's Panky. Got his feet down. It's complete. At the twenty seven yard line, but he's still three yards shy of a first down. So it brings up fourth down and three. And the Lions have to go for it. They'll bring in Minor. Five fifty and running left to go in the ball game, down twenty one. Earls comes out to the left-hand side along with Brock. Panky goes out to the right-hand side. Miner tight end left. Beecham in the backfield with Tomlin on fourth and three. Hand off to Beecham. Beecham right up the middle, and he's not going to get there. He gains about a yard on the play. Rose holds, and for all intents and purposes, that'll be about it. So Rose will take the football over first and ten at the mound. 28-yard line, five and a half left to go in the ballgame. It's Rose, 29 and the Mount 8 on com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Invisible Ink Tattoo Removers, The Wishbone Tavern on Del High Avenue, Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 383-9773. Mount St. Joseph University and Minutemen Staffing in Cincinnati. Call 579-0010. Well, the Lions turn it over on downs. Rose has it at the Mount 28-yard line with five and a half remaining to go in the ball game, and rose on top of it by 21, 29 to eight. All the scoring happening in the first half. The second half has been scoreless. Dion comes over and talks to the referee coming away from the sideline, and now goes up to take the snap with White to the left. And the handoff goes to White right up the middle as they just want to keep the clock churning away, and White keeps his legs churning away inside the 25, and he'll be stopped at the 24. Gain of about three on the play brings up second down seven. 5.14 to go. Lions home next week for Hanover, and that game will kick off at 1.30. We'll be on the air with our rewind show at... 12.30, pregame at 1 o'clock. Dan Benjamin and I bringing you all the action. Back to a regular 1.30 kickoff next week. Second down, well, they're going to give him about four on that carry. Bring up six yards to go at the 24. Rose, again, hand off to White. White off the left side to the 20-yard line. And he picks up another four. And that will bring up third down in about two. So, Rose just trying to make this clock continue to move. And it brings up third down two at the Mount 20-yard line. They have just done the entire fourth quarter. What they have done is just hand the ball off to White right up the middle. And he has done an outstanding job. Can't take it away from the kid. 32 carries, 116 yards. He has been outstanding. White. And the handoff this time goes to Hatch. Hatch right up the middle, and he's going to take it inside the 20. And he goes to the 17-yard line. That's a gain of three and a first down. So they bring in Hatch to kind of change up things, and he still gets the first down. So Hatch picks up the carry. 340 and running. Left to go. And the way this one has gone, that clock cannot move fast enough. Ball at the 17-yard line in mount territory. But Rose really doesn't care right now about scoring. They just care about running that clock. And the handoff goes to White around the right-hand side. First time he's run out wide. And he's chased down at about the 22-yard line by Spencer Kandra. So that's a loss of about three yards on the carry. Brings up second down and 13 yards to go as we hit the three-minute mark. 29-8. to Rose with the lead here. This will be their first home win, believe it or not. First home win of the season. This is the first of three home games in a row. Rose. Then they finish up in Minnesota. They go to Minnesota, we go to New York, to the Bronx. Dion, second down, 13. Hanoff goes to White off the right-hand side, takes it inside the 20. He'll be dropped down by Sean Sullivan at about the 16-yard line. So that's going to be about a four-yard gain. It brings up third down, nine yards to go. As we hit the, by the time we get this play underway, we will be under two minutes left to go in the ball game. So it's third down nine, ball resting at the 16-yard line of the mount. Tomlin, know excuse me, Dion. Snaps it, hands it off to White. White takes it to about the 15-yard line. And it'll be a yard gain. It brings up fourth down, eight yards to go. And you would expect Rose to just run the ball into the middle of the field again with a minute 30 left to go in the ball game. And now they just look over to the sideline, and what are we going to do? And Dion, who was halfway between the huddle, and the sideline gets the play call and he'll go to the line of scrimmage. Oh, man. Just about a minute ten to go in the ball game. And Dion will take the snap. Fake they handoff. They're going to throw the ball into the end zone and they've got a receiver knocked away on a play and a nice defensive play by Arvante Neal. The cornerback out of Florence, Arizona. A minute two left to go in the ball ballgame. Timeout on the field. The engineers turn it over on downs. So they lead it 29-8 to eight on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron sharpens iron, serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Well, while you were away, Chayton Tomlin took the snap and immediately got sacked. All the way back to the 12-yard line, that's the sixth sack of the afternoon for Rose Hallman. 40 seconds and running left to go in the ballgame. Second down, call it about 20 yards to go for a Lion first down, but they're going to get out of here with their first defeat of the year. Handoff up the middle to Michael Williamson. Williamson takes it out near the 10. And that'll be a gain of about three yards on the carry. And that'll probably be the last play of the game and it will be. So Rose Holman gives the Lions their first loss of the season. They win it here this afternoon by the final score of 29 to 8. Over the Mount St. Joseph Lions. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll wrap things up from Terre Haute right after these timeouts.